I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Oh, there wasn't going to be a one? No, I'm, I'm a professional. Oh, 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 shit, my bad. Play it, give me some brew. I might just chill, but I'm, not, I'm the type to light another joint like Cypress Hill. Gotta scroll down, gotta scroll down, gotta scroll down. I'm still in doobie spit loogies when I puff on it. I got some buffs, but I ain't enough on it. Hey, uh, welcome to the Black Guy Chills podcast. Your host, Rod Ed. Karen. And uh, we're in the house on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Early, beautiful Sunday morning. And, it is uh, pretty. Instead of going to church, you guys are hanging with us. Yeah, it is easy. Mm-hmm. We have a guest. As all, you know, not as always, but... We have a guest, man. You guys should be familiar with him. His work on MovieTrailerReviews.net. Uh, his own podcast now, the T- TBD Podcast, to be determined. They host with Mr. Joseph45. Um, and, of course, co-host of the Insanity Check Podcast. Uh, it's my man, H2O Kev. What's up, Kev? Good morning, Rod. Good morning, Karen. Uh, it's good hey. to talk to you, man. It's good to talk to you on a special yeah. Sunday morning. Glad you let me on. So, hey. No doubt, man. Anytime, bro. Um the uh i guess first thing man you started your own podcast now what's what's it like hosting your own podcast i mean if anybody was trained to go you know right into hosting their own show i feel like it was you because you've been co-hosting so many podcasts it's like when robin became nightwing (laughs) (laughs) honestly dude it's it's weird because i'm I'm trying to i'm trying to get on just more on the side of like recording more stuff without having Chris there like I'm like I know he's busy and shit too and like you know we're trying to pump the movie side as much as we can so I'm just trying to get like more recordings so I don't have to always rely on him doing the recordings and posting everything to the site like he gave me gave me a pretty much a quick walkthrough of everything for the new site and I've been able to handle it so far so I'm just trying to make sure I can keep getting other kind of content because I'd rather I'd much much rather talk about stuff in like a short podcast and uh write about it i like every time i write about something i never feel like i get everything down the first time so it always just bugs the hell out of me when i go back and read it but when talking about at least i have other people that i can bounce off ideas and shit and that way if i do forget about something you know more than likely it's going to get brought back up to me then yeah and and i have a question what's what is like the transition or or the learning curve between you actually doing the talking and you actually doing like the behind the scenes because i know for us the bulk of that stuff Roderick does, and I know I can learn it, but I know it would probably take me a while. But like, what what is how is that transition been? Well, I haven't done a whole bunch of the behind the scenes with the editing and everything. Chris still does that. I mean, I'm able to record, get the um, get the files, so and everything else. He still does the editing and uploading. Um, I want to, you know, I do want to learn that too. Cause I like, I wouldn't be able to, like, you know, if he's going to be gone for something, you know, I'm like, well, all right, then I'll just do the insanity report and just get someone else to come on with me and just yeah. talk and shit. So I want to get to that point too. So. Eventually, I mean, it's eventually. I, mean, I got more time on my hands since you know, I'm, I don't have a full time job and shit. So, so you, you know, planning on killing Chris and taking his spot? <laughs> no, 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 no. There will no, only no, be man. one. <laughs> nah, never that man. I, I've known that cat since like I think even in high school we were only associates with each other. We weren't like the best of friends and everything. Like me, me and him became better friends after high school and everything else. Uh, that's that's one cat. You know, I would never, um, I would never stab behind the back or anything. That that dude's like my brother. So no doubt. Um, so also, man, how'd you meet Mr. Joseph 45, man? And like, what made you decide to make him the co-host of the show? Um, he's just a dude who likes listening, like watching movies and, uh, a lot of sci-fi and nerd stuff like, uh, like me and Chris. And, uh, I just wanted a different voice. I just wanted someone different who would come on. So me and him are working on that. Um, we're actually going to start doing Dr. Who podcast once the new season starts up too. 
me and him are both into that series, and I don't know, it's just something different. He does a lot of writing over on Project Fandom, just a bunch of geek-type stuff over there. They got some really good articles, really good podcasts and stuff, too, so, you know, I'm just trying to help them help him out anyway as well, but, you know, he's a person I've known from Twitter for at least the last three years, one of the first few people I follow, and he's cool peoples. Yeah, I never really got into Doctor Who. Um, but it seems like it has a really big following. It does. Now, and, uh, a lot of people it's, mess with it. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's a good show. It's weird because I think like a lot of people, a lot of people when they try to get into it, they're like, man, I don't really understand what's going. How can you watch this as a season? There's not a. There's like these episodes don't really run together, and for the most part, I don't really think they do unless you're really deep into it. Then you can see the um, the little things that connect the episodes together. But a lot of times, each episode of Doctor Who is its own contained sci-fi story. And if you watch the episodes like that, it's usually pretty cool. I mean, if, even if you just have it in the background while you're doing something else, you'll probably hear them say something. It's like, what the fuck? And you'll probably rewind and just get into the show that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, go ahead, Karen. I, I guess in my question, like I can say, it, I've just, I think they just had uh, some anniversary for it because everybody was tweeting about it like a week or two ago, like the 50th yeah. anniversary yeah, or something last, like um, that. Last last Saturday, the 23rd, was the 50th anniversary. Okay. It's been on TV It's been on TV for pretty much 50 years. Wow. And that that day was the actual 50th anniversary, like the, the first the anniversary of the first airing of the show, November 23rd, way back when. Mm. So whenever they do, every t- every 10 years when they have an anniversary show, they try to get former doctors to come on the show as well and do like one big story with like a couple of the doctors. And this time they did a big, they actually revealed one of the bigger mysteries surrounding surrounding Doctor Who since the, uh, the start of the, uh, the reboot. Because like, you know, in the reboot, he's now the last Time Lord and pretty much the rest of his people were wiped out. So they actually solved that question. It's like, what happened? So mm. I thought it was a great episode, even if you never watch it. It was still a lot of silly fun. And it's it's cool as hell because the guy never really kills. He never really uses a gun or anything. He's almost like MacGyver where he finds some wacky sci-fi way to, to defeat the enemy. And it's usually it's pretty fucking cool. And it's like, God damn it, you, you're a fucking cheat code. That's what you are. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, I'm serious. Like, he just does some stuff. Like, like I think there was like one episode... They have a set of aliens. <clears throat> I think it's from the sixth season. There's a set of aliens, which I thought the concept behind them was really cool. Like, when you see them, like, you see them there, they're, like, frightening, terrifying. They look like men in black, but with, like, alien gray heads. Mm-hmm. But once you look away from them, you can't see them anymore, and you forgot what the, forgot what you see. It's like, you see the alien, and then when you turn away, you immediately forgot everything you saw. And, like, they were just, they were in the background of, like, human society controlling everything, controlling all humans to, um, through subliminal thought, they can uh, they can put subliminal thoughts when you see them. When you turn away, they'll start. You'll start doing what they told you to do and not even realize. It. Mm. And he had an inter- really interesting way of defeating them. That I mean, I don't know if you want me to spoil it or not. No, nah, don't don't spoil it because someone out there might listen to the show and okay. be a fan of Doctor Who, and I don't I don't I want them being mad I mean, at me. That, that episode was from like three years ago, but well, they'll be they'll probably I don't know. Cause I think, uh, cause I know even I'm thinking about like it, picking it up at some point now. Cause I'm like, well, shit, all these people like it, yes, you know. Um, it sounds interesting. I might just binge watch it one summer or something and just get caught up and see if it's uh if it's all that. Cause you know, a lot of people I respect really like that show. Yes, they do. And and when it comes to uh, Doctor Who, from the little bit that I do know, are any of the doctors women or are all of them male? Because I don't know. I don't know the history they, or anything. They've really all been male. All the doctors have been male. I mean, you've seen other Time Lords, which is a species that are female, but pretty much the doctor itself, he's always been male. But 
his companion, the person who helps him out, it usually is always a female, sometimes a third person, which might be a guy, but usually just, he always has a female companion who um, keeps him in line. Mm. So Okay, and I'm pretty sure that nobody has been of color because I remember that was a big issue and people was was very angry when they was talking about possibly making it a black person, male or female. It was like, nah, fuck that son. So I was like, oh, I guess nobody have been black then. Well, see, here's the thing about that. Like, they've had black companions. Like, I think even during the um, second season, second or third season of the reboot, like, he had a female black companion who was hot. And, she, like, you know, she was an awesome character. And, like, she shows up later on and stuff like that. The thing is, like, you know, I, I know people are like, well, uh, they should be, they should make it a more race or, you know, stop being sex, make it a female doctor or make a black doctor. I'm like, dude, this is an English broadcast show. No one over there really, I mean, majority of people, especially when I went over to England, I, I never really felt like being black was a big, was as big as an issue as it is over here in the United States. Like, to me, they just saw me as another regular person. Mm. And, you know, if the Queen of England wants her, wants her doctor to be white, who the fuck are they to um, tell the Queen of England what to do? That's, that's her BBC and shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, diversity is one of those things where, uh, people are going to always, yeah, people are always going to look for it. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that, uh, like the thing is, I don't know that any hardcore Doctor Who fans are going to stop watching because they chose a white doctor, Mm -hmm. um, and then they chose an older dude. And that's probably why they're going to keep, you know, picking like white dudes because it's like the safest choice. Well, even then, the why they picked an older dude to play the next doctor, it plays so well into the storyline, especially right. if you watch the 50th anniversary episode. But another thing people got to understand is that when you look at, if you look at any British sitcoms, British sitcoms or British TV shows, like look at BBC America or go on uh, uh, anything that's on like Netflix or Amazon, the British tend to put black people in roles that aren't stereotypical like right. you see over here in America. Like they'll just be regular people. Like there's um couple of the episodes of uh this past season of doctor who like the companion like she's the babysitter for a like she's the nanny for a black family Mm -hmm. like the father's wife passed away he has two black children like she's just his nanny and they're like a normal black family like they're playing like they're doing schoolwork and everything really smart and you'll see this in other shows like you see luther i mean it isn't about his race like you know he's carrying like just like the demons of like society on his shoulders i mean they really don't focus it on him being black Mm -hmm. and if you look at the other shows it's the same thing like they'll have black people in roles and you're just like man you know what this doesn't feel stereotypical at all and this is kind of awesome yeah that yeah that's what i was gonna say though is like uh that's why people i think uh, got hopeful that Doctor yeah. Who could have a black person because it's like and it doesn't have to be about them being a black, black person. Doctor right. Who it, they could just cast a black dude and keep it moving. I just thought like f- from the little bit that I know about the series and some of the actors they were naming, I just thought that some of the people they named were way too big to do that role. Like I don't think uh, Chiwetel would do it. I don't think. I think um, it would be good, but yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't really think Idris would do it. it. Like they mm-hmm. wanted Idris Elba to do it. Those dudes are already too big to go back. That's a step back for them, kind of like unless they're really big nerd sci-fi fans or something. That's actually a step back. Like they don't, you know what I mean? Like I could go do a movie and be Nelson Mandela, or I could be the Doctor. It's you know that's more of a personal well, think- preference. Yeah, the doctor's just like a prestigious role and everything else, especially in British culture. Mm-hmm. And even if you look at it, that um, that 50th anniversary special that aired last week, I mean, they simulcasted across the globe. Yeah. 
like everyone saw it at the same time and like you don't really see that kind of stuff with, with um tv shows like yeah idris but like idris wants to be james bond and then and I can like see him doing that. yeah but i'm saying it's funny because people are like well he should just be doctor who it's like he won't listen to what i'm saying, saying yeah he wants to be james, james bond. bond the odds of him even like even if they approached him the odds of him going oh yeah well fuck this let me go be doctor who are very low yes, because is. he's aiming real real high you know what i mean um so that that's what was funny is like you know and that's anything with black people it's like when they do want a black dude to do something it's always idris anyway so I was, I was just like, man, y'all gotta learn more black actors. Yes, you do. Yeah, you know? they they're out there, y'all. <laughs> out there, yes, they like, are. Y'all, you guys just aren't watching the movies. Like Michael B. Jordan, like you know, yeah. he just killed it this year. Yeah, he did. He it I don't know if he could do a British accent or not, but uh, if he could, yeah. But but you know, it's just funny because everybody's like, make it a black person. It's like, all right, cool. Who? Uh, Idris is like, here we go, here we go again. That's that's their one to go to. And like Chuetu, <laughs> like he's done, like he's like he's British, but he said he's done a variety of work. Like have you yeah. seen the movie Serenity? He yes. was the main villain that, and I thought he killed that. He um, did. I, th- I think he was in that Mark Wahlberg. He was movie, Four, Four Brothers, Brothers. and I didn't even realize he was British then. I'm like. I just thought he was some random American black dude trying to be a gangster. And I'm like, yo, this dude really has a British accent and speaks like this. I'm like, well, shit, I got to give him more credit for what he did in that movie. Yeah, and he was in 12 Years a Slave, which you know he's trying to win an Oscar for. I so. I actually just saw that on Thanksgiving Day. They, uh, the the um, Sony Pictures class or whoever mailed it to me, they also mailed me the screenplay. I have the screenplay for it now. Mm. And I also have the soundtrack here and like a big photo book about like everything that they want them to be considered for. And wow. I gotta be honest, like I watched it Thursday morning, Thanksgiving Day, probably the best fucking movie, one of the best movies I've seen all year. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't piss me off like I thought it would. I thought Chuetu, he was great. Um, the really killer role I thought in this movie was, uh, Michael Fassbender. Michael yeah. Fassbender was just fucking amazing. Like, if anything, those two should definitely win something for this movie. If, if not Chuetu, at least Michael Fassbender. But Chuetu, I mean, he's going up against he's going up against a lot of heavy hitters. I, I know Michael B. Jordan. They're trying to get him in the um, running for that. Um, I just watched Dallas Buyers Club. McConaughey killed the fuck out of that role. Yeah, and people. Yeah, and then also you know we got the Captain Phillips, uh, which I think Tom Hanks is going to definitely get nominated for because everybody that's seen it keeps saying that. Right. Even though it's a bullshit story, right, right, yeah, I, like I refuse to see it out of just knowing how bullshit it is. But, <laughs> but everybody that's seen it has been like, "Yo, that dude is gonna get an Oscar." So I'm like, "All right, I guess there must be something that happened that you know he, he must be spectacular." Like, real dude has his entire crew trying to sue him for money that he's earning off this fucking film. Right, they told him not to go to that. Fu- go to like, yo, leave the pirates alone. Yeah, he's do like, not oh, go through. Yeah, he's like. We can take a shortcut. It's like, come on, man. Come on, man. Go My, go, go no. ahead and take that, that extra eight hours to get there, and everybody got would have got their say. Like a yeah. three-hour tour. It ended up going on Somali's <laughs> Island and shit. <laughs> um, well, this is the Blackout Tips Podcast. You can find us at theblackouttips.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic by searching The Black Guy Who Tips. Uh, check us out. Um, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it on the show regardless of content. Uh, you can also do stuff like uh, go to theblackoutist.com and vote in the polls, uh, leave comments on each episode, uh, subscribe to our premium shows, uh, become a do- uh, like a monthly donator or whatever, like one-time donator is totally up to you. We appreciate everybody that does that. It uh, always helps out the show. And, um, 
you know it's how we eat now so you know you guys uh basically control that um yeah if, i gotta get that up on a movie site too oh yeah for sure dog um official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme mm-hmm. and today's podcast is sponsored by shadow dog productions they back Woo-hoo! y'all they are back in the house uh who uh, I want to be in one of his movies one day. I do really want to be in one of his movies. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, he'll put yeah, you in. Dexter, yeah. Dexter seems a cool ass dude. And like, he is. Next he time is. I try to get down, when I get down to the Carolinas to see my grandparents, I'm gonna try to see what I can do. Either he, something short or some shit, just so I can like. Uh, Dexter, I love his tweets, man. I love whatever, whenever we do actually get a chance to talk about movies and shit. I would love to be in one of his movies. Hit him up. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's one of the people that would do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's podcast is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions, who are unfortunately responsible for the worst movie ever made. No, not Gravity. They're talking about Final Archive. This movie was so horrible, we had to make fun of it ourselves. Join Rod Karen, John Faust, Kelly Ryder, and myself, Dexter Gold, as we watch and make fun of this cinematic abortion. Download it immediately for just four bucks at shadowdogproductions.com slash f-a-c-o-m.html i'll put the link in the chat that was fun i will put the post on the website man um look we had such a good time doing this we did uh everybody should go check it out like it's very few people that will let you roast their own shit in front of them like it almost felt uncomfortable because like now yeah. why, why did y'all choose this background it's like because that's that's the place we were allowed to film it was above this bar and uh it was it was uh you know they were closing it you know shit like that we're just like uh now what was this brother's motivation in this scene and why did he look directly at the camera like there was no motivation he's his ass just should have just left the scene yeah it's like we watch ratchet but in front of the person who made the film like it's but uh it was a real good time man and uh, i think everybody should check it out man Mm -hmm. everybody had plenty of jokes and uh you know the film i think is pretty short maybe like 20 30 minutes but it's like 20 30 minutes of just us making jokes so uh i would advise everybody go check it out we're also brought to you by tweakedaudio.com go to tweakedaudio.com uh, and put in the code tbgwt you get 33 percent off of whatever you purchase uh they have all kinds of headphones uh that go in your ear earbuds like uh those quiet discreet earbuds that you put in there while you're at work or while you're at the gym you don't want anybody to know you're listening to some ratchet ass podcast or some some of that trinidad james that you like so much mm-hmm. um they also have headphones that range from you know as low as like ten dollars and shit to like forty dollars and uh they even have the headphones that have the built-in microphone where you can plug it into your phone mm-hmm. and uh use that to answer your calls and talk on the phone um, rather than uh you know picking up the phone every time that someone calls or putting it to your ear uh very convenient um you also get free shipping when you put in the code tbgwt um and uh it comes with a lifetime guarantee so go to tweakedaudio.com use code tbgwt and uh get all your discounts man get your headphones you guys obviously are listening to this one of your earbuds right now is probably popping in and out and you're like uh damn i didn't have time to go to black friday so now i gotta go to tweaked audio because it's always black friday the blackout is friday yes, at audio.com uh speaking of uh black friday uh kev did you go out for black friday at all no i did not i i didn't have anything i wanted to get and like when i woke up uh black friday morning i turned on my xbox and saw a bunch of sales so I was just like, oh, I don't have to leave anyway. I, you know, there's games here I want to get. And that's about it. So. Yeah, I, I follow a bunch of comedians on Twitter, 
and they all had a bunch of like black friday jokes yeah and uh i feel like i came up with the best one man and the, mo- the definitive black friday joke that i'm gonna be saying for the rest of my life yeah. that, friend? all right here it is <clears throat> white friday be like let me go to the mall and perhaps purchase an item or two black friday be like i'm gonna buy that shit motherfucker <laughs> that's uh that's a difference that's it's my Black Friday joke. Um, also, also, uh, a lot of thought into that, Rod. A lot of thought into that, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Black Friday be at the mall talking about, I'm going to buy that shit, nigga. Like, all right. White Friday be like, can may I please have that sweater? <laughs> Black Friday be like, nigga, I'm going to punch you out for that sweater. <laughs> White, White Friday be like, uh, I'll wait for that person, that pregnant lady to park first, and then I'll find a spot. Black Friday be like, bitch, you better move out the way. <laughs> Motherfuckers going to chop block a pregnant lady's knees trying to get into the TV at Walmart. <laughs> right, Friday. Flag and shit. Yes. <laughs> Legal contact to the knee. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I still got my TV, bitch. <laughs> yes. White Friday be like, cash or credit. Black Friday be like, you take food stamps for this TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. This racial stereotypes is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> this racism is killing me. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, the other thing on Twitter the other day, I noticed that there was a hashtag trending. Fast tail girls. Did y'all see that hashtag at all? Yes, I did. I saw it, but I, you know what? I, I told myself not to click on it. Smart, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad I did. I, I didn't click on that. I'm glad I didn't click on it. I didn't click on the hashtag either. Um, but I just saw people talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's it a to documentary be, or something that caused that or people just talking about it. I think people it. just talked about it on Twitter. I don't even okay. think it was a TV show or anything. I thought it was something on TV from that the, came from on. The gist of what I got, they were kind of talking about like girls under 18 or I guess in high school, middle child are considered fat. Like ones that you would consider hoes that are, that are around my age consider hoes. That's what they're calling them under 18, fast-tailed girls or something. Well, like they were saying, know. like, when they were, some of these ladies, when they were kids, and I've, and now when I was a kid, I noticed this too, they would call, like, certain girls, like, if they were any, in any way sexually, uh, like, uh, suggestive or whatever, if mm-hmm. they were, um, if they did anything adventurous, even not, not even sexual, sexual sometimes, not even just sexual. you know, it could be something as simple as being uh, a clown boy sometimes, right? Right, and they mm-hmm. and they will, you know, anything that involved boys, obviously, um, they will get called fast, and it's a real good way. And by good, I, I don't mean good, but I mean it effective. Uh, it's a real effective way to control a girl's sexuality at a young age. Mm-hmm. Just get that shame into them real early. It's just like, you're a fat. You fast. Why you should I be so fast? Stop trying to be fast all the time. And uh, they were just talking about some of the long-term psychological effects uh, that that's had on them and how it's stuck with people that are, you know, 30, 40 years old now. Yes. And they're like, this shit sticks with me to this day because motherfuckers just ingrain it in these little girls yeah. at such a young age. Yeah. And I mean, that's believable. I'm yeah. Karen, what are you going to say? I'm going to say, yeah, and a lot of times... uh there is a difference between the way, especially in the black community, the way uh, they treat girls and boys. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's just one of those things to where I've experienced that. I know how it feels. And it's not 
a cool feeling. Yeah. And a lot of times you can be, um, you could be sexual assaulted, raped, but you still a fast ass girl. Right. And somebody brought up something with, it's which like, I, that's your fault because you was being fast. Yes. N- n- not the person that was preying right. on you, but exonerating, the, you know, all kinds yeah, of yeah. shit, you know. That yeah. And, do. Yeah. And excusing behavior and things like that. And also it's just one of those things where when you go fast ass girl, that's, that's like the, the, uh, kindergarten acute way of saying ho. You know, that's kind of a way of saying you ain't nothing but a hoe. You ain't nothing but a slut. You are, you would, you know, and, and I can't speak for anybody else, but just being a female and growing up in that type of environment, um, you get to the point to where you begin to think your body's dirty. There's something wrong with your body. There's something wrong with sex and sexuality. And a lot of these women literally grow up and they think sex is dirty. Sex is nasty. You only fuck to get pregnant. You don't fuck just for the enjoyment of having sex. Mm-hmm. And a lot of dudes end up getting with these women who who are sexually repressed. You know, so, you know, when dudes want to be adventurous, they're like, hey, if we ain't doing missionary. What are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, yeah, if that's, that shit ain't fun. That's and, 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 I, and, I and, someone like that. Yes. This day, day and age. And man, it was the weirdest uh, sexual experience I've ever had. Yeah, and, 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 and I think sometimes a lot of dudes don't understand. They just think something's just wrong with her or she's weird. But I, 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 I even I, I noticed like, like, you know, she was uncomfortable with some things. I just asked, like, you know, if you're not comfortable with this. Uh, we can do something different, and I'm not gonna bullshit. It kind of like took me out of the whole experience. But yes. I was trying to make her comfortable at the same time. Right. Yes, and 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 I, I'm just speaking from a, from like a female's perspective. It's just one of those things where, if if you if you don't grow up really truly loving your body and who you are and the skin you is regardless of how big your titties are how small your titties are how big or wide your ass is and things like that if you live you know you kind of grew up where a lot of people i don't know if it's a lot of times they think that they're doing a good thing a lot of times by doing that because they like well we don't want you to indulge in certain sexual behaviors because we don't approve of them and because they don't think you're ready and all this stuff but sometimes it's not even tied to like behavior sometimes it's just like a girl gets her boobs in at 12 yep as opposed to 15 and people are like that fast ass girl yeah or or, or a girl starts up here at nine versus right. 15 that fast ass girl you're like okay motherfucker I, and especially as a child you're like i can't control these actions this is just shit right. that just happened and all of a sudden i'm held accountable and responsible for shit that i don't understand and you got your hormones going and um back to uh what i was saying before kev about uh uh, being grown as women and not being sexually uh and don't want to sexually explore it hurts it, it it hurts her and it hurts the dude that she's with and a lot of dudes are like aren't going to really take the time especially if it's not somebody that they're, they're trying to build any time of a long-term relationship with they're not going to take the time to, to actually get to know her and teach her and train her and get her to literally open up herself where she can actually enjoy the sex and sexual well, experience if, if they can not everybody if even, they can yeah not even everybody's prepared for that shit like that's a lot of responsibility it is and i mean i'm not, not blaming them right but it is. i know but not everybody wants to fix like someone else's issues that they've had from the time that they hold on, hold on a sec Kev that they've had from the time that they were a kid like, that's true like that's years. you start programming somebody when they're a kid to be like sexually introverted and because you take away a lot of these women's self-esteem and shit yes you do and a lot of their like uh need for exploration and testing things and trial and error if you take all that shit away from a girl when she's real young that shit's gonna fuck with her forever and it's a lot of dudes i'm sure that are like yeah i'm not gonna be the fixer upper for this project and that's true yeah Kev, what were you gonna say? No, i was gonna say like 
I wouldn't even mind, like, I've been in that situation where I was trying to be the fixer-upper. I mean, it does take time, it takes, takes patience, but it also can be annoying. It can be annoying as fuck, too, but, um, hmm. shit, I, I think I really did lose my main, my main train of thought. Oh, it's all good, man. But, 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 yeah, I just think a lot of people feel like, um, you know, well, ideally somebody would step in and, like, you know fix somebody that had these issues but no. you kind of got to fix yourself or, yes, you do. or nothing yeah. else because it's like once you get to a certain age nobody's coming you know what yeah. i mean like motherfuckers yeah. are like it's, it's it's like it's a cold world out there it's either you got this issue or you don't motherfuckers are like i ain't dealing with this shit yeah. but uh Sorry, I, I was, like, I, I was yeah. like 30 and she was 28 and i was still i was up sitting up here trying to teach her to kiss properly like, you know french kiss properly and I was just like, you know what, this is fucking horrible. I gotta teach her something and I'm trying to teach her. And I was like, you know, she just didn't wanna like she didn't wanna learn or even try to and I'm like, look, I'm not trying to, you know, grocery out or anything, but Yeah, that damage is like deep and psychological, man. Yeah, you can't yeah. and you know, and that was one of the things I think a lot of dudes kinda got introduced to. Uh the idea that um this shit is not you know, something that's surface for a lot of these women this is like shit that has dealt they've dealt with to that core yeah and and mm-hmm. also too i think my personal opinion i think that a lot of women that are like that i think a lot of those women are jealous envy and sometimes have a self-feel hate to a lot of women that are free with their sexuality yeah. women that post their booty pics why are you posting your booty pic mm-hmm. women that are like well i fuck i fuck for a limit and i love it that you know it's like they constantly attack these women because like you said this is something ingrained in them and they just think that a woman's sex and sexuality and her vagina you know there's something wrong with it it's dirty it's nasty and but when a woman come and say i like sex i like fucking whoever i choose to fuck male or female or whatever and i don't see nothing wrong with that and you should just accept that and they just refuse to accept it because they haven't accepted their own sex and sexuality in their own life and also i also to an extent it does affect not only um their 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 sex as far as being intimate it also affects like you said their sexuality be it they gay be it they straight be it they transgender it affects that aspect of their life too because it's always been shut down like you said because they were never taught to explore to be adventurous and i also think that even bigger than that it it, it affects like you said their self-esteem because it does i i, I am a i am a, a proof that until you get to the point that you realize that you are somebody it will affect your self-esteem and how you interact with people in general period yeah i think also um it's passed down by men and women yes it is to these to little girls and also to dudes like I was about to, yeah, I was when about i was to a that. kid i remember like certain family members would try to warn me about like oh you don't want to go mess with them fast ass girls that's a fast girl like i remember people trying to say karen was fast mm-hmm. like as as like a well you just a nerd you know you can't handle all that what are you doing and I'm, you know, it's like as a way to like ward me away from, uh, even talking to her. So I, I like that shit. Like people are so fucking wrong on a, the surface level mm-hmm. and they don't know people. It's just a label they put on people to, to manipulate, you know, uh, young folks, man. And it's, it's fucking shame. Guys too, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Growing up, like, cause you know, I had a terrible, like my father was really abusive. I don't try to talk about it too much. My father was really abusive towards me, my brothers and sisters and my mom. Mm-hmm. And like that, that also labeled that abuse. Like they, you know, they, like he wouldn't, like my dad never had a sex talk with me. Mm-hmm. Like my mom never had a sex talk with me because like, you know, she was just dealing with so much shit that my dad was doing. I think it was my grandmother or my, my uncle who first did. And like my uncle, he was just probably the worst, the worst person to give me that talk. He, he pretty much, took me over he was eight years older than me. i was like 13 years old he took me over to his place 
told me to go upstairs and talk to this girl. Like, she had me smoking weed, and, like, you know, she was just fast as shit, but I felt uncomfortable as fuck because I was 13. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go back down to my uncle's place. I just sat there playing Final Fantasy VII for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah, it's not always for you. Like, not to mention, like, um, half the time people call somebody fast and they not, which is really a letdown when you're just a 16-year-old boy trying to release his semen because you end up spending like a whole afternoon talking to some chick and you're not even gonna come close to getting laid you like that like i think that was how i realized that the fast label was bullshit because i was like she's not going to fuck me so you guys you guys are making this up like i don't know why y'all keep talking about her like this but uh she's not fast enough apparently uh <laughs> yeah you, you had that same kind of look out there i was like oh she, she's a little fast let me try to talk uh shit yeah, yeah. that's right like I, I got that lesson early in life i was just like oh yeah so this this label is bullshit yeah so it, you just gotta take everybody as an individual and uh yeah. see if you guys can go ahead and you know vibe on some level yeah you do and right. it's just one of those things where People act like just because a female is sexually active at a quote unquote whatever in early ages that she's just fucking everything moving. And right. it's just one of those things where she has taste and desires and choices. And that goes back into dealing uh, as an adult woman thinking you don't have a mind, you don't have a brain, you don't have taste, you can't make your own personal decisions on your own. Somebody has to do this for you because you're a fucking idiot. And, uh, you know, and it's just one of those things where a lot of that is. Is deep rooted and stemmed in our uh, society, and it, and it is one of those things where, uh, even for me personally, I did have sex at a very young age, and it's one of those things, you know, once you begin to quote unquote become and get into womanhood, and a lot of people don't even really consider you a a a woman or you haven't arrived. Yeah. Until well, you're you, not. Like that's the thing. You're you're not a woman, quote unquote, at say 13 or some shit right true. like i wouldn't like i don't think anybody would argue that but it's just this this need to control yes through manipulation i think honesty honestly would work better for so many parents like yes it would like the actual honest implications of sexual activity and responsibility are way more um uh, like it, it's, it'll inform you and that is actually way more daunting than making up some bullshit like yeah. well you just a fast ass girl like uh well here's the things of with with having sexual being sexually uh, active at this age you have to work obviously you have your emotions on the line right you know this is this is all new shit for you not to mention stds you have to worry about that not to mention pregnancy you have to worry about that you know don't forget about your future you know don't risk it on these people don't forget you got to deal with certain type of people don't forget about the age limits the laws like there's a lot of shit involved with sexual activity that is just honest human shit that you could say to somebody that you don't have to get into like and then a fireball from the sky is gonna hit you and smolder you like yeah, yeah, you don't and, have to do and, that and, and you don't turn into a pillar of salt right yeah, yeah. you don't have to you no, you, don't. you literally don't like as a kid my dad was really honest with me about sex and it was scary as shit by itself i was just like this i don't want to i want to play more transformers so, yeah. like, i just never had that talk so i was just always in the video games and I, a lot of that shit i actually just had to learn on my own and i think right. like even when i went around actually like losing like my virginity and shit i mean i think it all started because like the girl i was driving home from like track practice just decided to give me a blowjob in a car and i'm like shit am i supposed is this supposed to be happening right now i got mm-hmm. i got a, a slam on the brakes almost hit another car and then she's like <laughs> well my mom's not home and i'm like all right let's just all right then fine fuck it mm-hmm. time for me to break this barrier and then yeah. don't be afraid start playing <laughs> now <laughs> lay me down <laughs> to sleep you know what, 
the, this whole talk kind of like I, I'm really curious as uh, like one of my friends, mm-hmm. one, one of my best closest friends, like she's in a polyamorous relationship. She's married to her husband. They're both big in the BDSM and kink, and they actually do have other partners. And it's to the point where her boyfriend, her boyfriend is actually a gay male that you know that, that she likes to, I guess, put a strap on and just fuck him and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like they, they've they've become so close together, the three of them as a couple that he's almost like a third father to her daughter. Mm-hmm. So I'm like really interested to see what goes on as like their daughter grows up to see just how, how like what she actually takes in and what they talk about. Yeah. But I think their daughter is gonna be so well versed and know so much just because of the the kind of relationships her her father and mother have that you know she'll be able to make those honest decisions about her body and everything else because they're not going to bullshit her. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I mean their daughter has to like, possibly realize that hey, you know, there's a third guy that's always around here. So I don't know if they, I don't know if she calls her uncle or daddy or anything like that. But you know what? All three of them love that love that child, and they treat her like you know she is their like she is their world. So right. I don't even see no problem with that as long as they you know bring them up right. Yeah, I'm about to say, and also for me too, uh, and and a lot of this uh, goes back to, and I will continue to say this: we have a generation of punk ass parents who, for whatever reason, were afraid of their own sexuality or haven't come to the point where they're even comfortable with their own sexuality. So how can I train and teach a child to be comfortable with their own sexuality? Or they go, well, this is how I was taught, and I came out just fine. Or they think they came out just fine, so you should turn out just fine because this is the way I was brought up, and that's not true. And you end up damaging... And you Me either, um, Kev. I end up dealing with a lot of stuff because I never had a sexual talk either. I never even had to talk about my period. Mm-hmm. It was just one of them things where shit started happening and you just lost and fucking confused. And the last thing you need to do is ask somebody else your age because this is before Google and all yeah, this bullshit. They don't know. Those kids don't know. Yeah. I've heard all kinds of false rumors and yeah. lies about pregnancy and all that. And all of it was completely false and wrong and incorrect. The, the thing also that people um, skip over this takes away a lot of sexual responsibility from women. And I don't mean you're responsible for wearing them shorts. So you're responsible for going to that party. I mean, sexual responsibility, like birth control, you know, like having condoms, like being prepared for sex. That I is like, I'm sexually active. I have to take some responsibility for my body. Cause there's a lot of women that don't get these talks. They get the, you're fast. And then ass is pregnant at 13 because nobody actually took the time out to be like, well, here's how sex works and here's the repercussions from it and here's the benefits of it and here's how to do it responsibly. Motherfuckers just be like, you fast. And that's yeah. it. They think that's the talk. Like, I told her she was fast. Like, well, she's pregnant. Damn, fast ass girl. Like, yeah, yeah uh, you didn't prepare. Found condoms in my room. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the thing is, like you say, you, you don't get prepared because it was just one of those things where, uh, and, and the thing is, and even with getting on, Birth control is uh, being a female. You, even if you approach your parents about birth control, even if you're not having sex, because a lot of people assume that if, if you ask for birth control at, um, as a teenager or a child, that you fucking know mm-hmm. it's all kind of hormonal reasons and things like that. That, that girls also ask to be on um, birth well, control. Well, also, if there wasn't a shame about the fact that these kids are fucking, it'd be fine. Because to be quite honest, most of us start fucking as kids. Yes. And the the second thing is, um, they're already fucking. Yes. So it doesn't even matter what your opinion of it is at that point. They're already engaging in this behavior. 
and once that bottle is uncorked let me tell you guys ain't that, no going back that wine is not going back in Mm-mm, that wine is being poor <laughs> and it's being poor and and i don't care how much you try you uh, cannot can recap that bitch right yeah that yeah, like, i want another glass of this people people just be in denial like i know you're having sex now stop it's like yeah that's how it works no like know. i don't know if you have you ever heard of this thing it's called an orgasm and it's fucking tremendous I'm sorry, <laughs> i got that first blowjob driving my car i was like i need more of this shit but not while i'm operating the heavy vehicle uh let's go let's do it so yeah uh, like but uh yeah I, but you know the thing is like i just think they want to scare these people yeah and I, and, I, um, and, I, and what i was saying oh go ahead Ken, i'm sorry i'm sorry and i and, and honestly i think there is is sad and it's pitiful because you end up having children making traumatic and bad errors and it's just one of those things because i learned shit trial and error and i don't i and people that got children i'm telling you motherfucking trial and error is not the best when your mind does not think and function as an adult and you're also experiencing shit for the first time and you have nobody to talk to nobody to console in nobody to give you consultation about the shit that you're experiencing it is not cool and the the thing i was gonna say and this is where i got some retweets from people and people were agreeing and i had some people that just pretended i never said it but um a lot of this shit comes from religion, man. Like, yes, it does. A lot of this yeah. shame and shit is passed down through religion. And I was like, I haven't seen one thing from Fast Tail Girls hashtag that I have not heard in church. Not I'm one. Glad you, I'm glad you actually said it because I wanted to bring up religion earlier when Karen was talking. But a lot of this stuff is religiously ingrained. It's like, you know, especially more so with black families, you grow up in a church more than likely. Mm-hmm. And like, that's all you ever hear. You're like, you know what? God wants you to wait till you're married. God wants you to do this. And you know what? The minute they do something outside of that, they're like, well, you know what? I just sin or if something bad happens to me. You know what? God is punishing me for not waiting till I'm married. So I, I have one female friend of mine, like, to be perfectly honest, she's probably, she's probably a little bit of a nymphomaniac, but she's also one of those people who goes to church like, almost five times a week mm-hmm. and it's like like she's just like i know i'm not supposed to be doing it but it's just fun i mean god will forgive me it's well all like, that gotta, it's just to me all that shame that people yeah. harbor and that's heaped on them it just seems so pointless like i didn't stop going to church because of shit they were saying about me personally it was mostly like some of the shit they said and manipulated women with i was just like this is fucking stupid and then like just never went back because it just seemed like so underhanded and it's like every week people were going lining up giving money to be told how ain't shit they were and how bad they were like people there were single moms bringing their kids into you know church getting a sermon about how being a single mom and having a kid was bad you know so it's just like well, what the fuck are they supposed to like? Obviously, they're leaving here with some type of fucking complex about the shit because you're giving it to them, you know. And I, I think that a lot of people ignore it because so many people grew up religious, and it's just like that same programming that says you're fast. To me, uh, it also comes from a lot of uh, you know very uptight like morality that you get from church and shit, man. But you know, motherfuckers don't want to hear about that shit. I was, I was like, you know, one of the reasons I think a lot of these issues kind of skip me when y'all see people on Twitter, like, tweeting about them and shit, is because I didn't grow up in church like that. And my parents weren't, like, I went to church, but my parents weren't, like, super duper religious like that. And a lot of times they use logic to talk to me rather than God don't want this or that's shameful. And, and, and I noticed that, 
you know once i got older it's like well why would anyone think oh oh you got that from church you know so like my family like you know they they pretty much did like you know try to bring in that whole church element to it like you know god don't like this you know god don't like that god's guys god's gonna give them what they owe and i'm just like you know i don't i i think it was at some point where i just stopped going to sunday school because i asked too many questions that the teacher couldn't ask Mm -hmm. she was getting pissed off and shit so I'm like, yo, oh, the world's flooded over here, but what about the Aztecs? I mean, their pyramids been around for like fucking ages. How can you explain that? The motherfucker, I don't know. Like, I, I just pissed off too many Sunday school teachers, <laughs> and my mom still wanted me to believe highly in Christ. And I'm like, you know what? This doesn't make any sense whatsoever compared to what's that down in written history, mom. So, not to mention, awesome. I mean, not to mention the truth about sex without any bible quotes is scary as fuck yeah like i don't even know why anyone (laughs) like just just telling someone like look man this is all like there's people right now that you know um as adults we're like yeah i would fuck you but i don't want to die i don't want no disease i don't know you like that like there's a lot of it already inherent in just the idea of you know sharing bodies with people like this isn't the fucking, body fluids yeah this isn't the 60s and free love and shit like people mm-hmm. out here like man i don't know what you got and I you don't know sh- what i got and now like, and, exactly. is, and now you get some shit where i got this shit for the rest of my life yeah like there's a lot of scary shit that you don't even need i just remember sex ed and being like wow these diseases look pretty fucking nasty horrendous. that's that's all i remember <laughs> Yes, they, middle school. They get got to my parents you. to sign that permission slip and be like, they showed us that one slideshow video that just showed all the fucking STDs yes. on like a person's body and shit. Dog. <laughs> Like, um, I don't ever want to fucking have sex. Right. I'm just looking at people like, that might be in your vagina? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need to talk. I need to like, think about I gotta, this. I got a, I got a, I got a scope. I got a stick in here with a camera. Let me just be sure. Right. And the ones that you, in your mind, the ones when you're like, when you're reading about them in the textbook, you're like, well, that sounds pretty harmless. I mean, you can't even die from that. Then they show you a picture. You're like, I don't want that on my dick. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> With chlamydia, yeah. damn, fuck that. I'd rather die. Yeah, Give me AIDS. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where that shit is real, and it's you know, it's it's like once you see them pictures, you're like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Well, speaking like, of no, speaking of death, Paul Walker dead, y'all. I know. Paul Walker, the star of the Fast and Furious movie series, died Saturday in a car crash that killed one other person outside of Los Angeles. But that one other person wasn't famous, so fuck him. Uh, yeah, not even gonna Walker's put his name in the article. Ain't that sad? They found the matter too. Ghost riding the whip. He was <laughs> He was forty. His publicist Am Van Eyden confirmed the actor's death late Saturday afternoon. A statement on the actor's Facebook page said he was a passenger in a friend's car, and that Walker was in the area to attend a charity event for his organization, Reach Out Worldwide. Uh, he allegedly been taking like people on like uh, rides in like these really exotic cars and shit all day, like. That was like part of the charity. It was like, hey, you no. Know, I going- hope that really wasn't a regular person from the charity getting a chance to drive this car and just crash that shit, trying to do some Fast and Furious type stuff. Man, that was not. my first thought when I heard this was uh, it's probably bullshit because Twitter kills all celebrities. Yeah, like, they do. Like, I didn't believe like it at first either. Mm-mm. And then like my, the way it sounded, it sounded fake. Yeah, because yes. they were like, yeah, he died. There was a fiery explosion in a Porsche. I was like. Okay, Twitter. Um, look, look, can we wait till this gets confirmed? Because it sounds like bullshit. Yeah. And I started thinking like about joking. it. And I was like, you know, actually, he better not have died in one of them stupid ass cars because, uh, Fast and Furious is just a movie. Ain't and that's the truth. They got all these harnesses and they got sets and they got stuntmen and doubles. Like, 
they do everything to make sure you can't die on the stage right. uh a car in real life speeding will kill your ass i ain't that the truth no, they said they said that joint just exploded like that shit just exploded into a ball of fire and i'm like really dude you went through six seven movies of doing this for fake yeah and then you die by doing it i was like okay maybe he really like, died. there's some kind of cruel irony there or not but mm-hmm. hey. yep and uh so that was the first thing i was thinking you know because i mean a lot of talent has been taken from us james gandolfini and now this guy you know two of our greatest actors the generation um <laughs> but but i was like uh you know i don't think it's true but i'm gonna get these jokes off mm-hmm anyway and then uh, it turned out to be true and uh people was like you going to hell this is the worst thing i was like i'm gonna continue to get jokes off now because y'all trying to judge me ain't that the truth to be quite honest um i told you don't Just fucking follow me fire. yeah I, my twitter timeline said don't follow me yeah you know what me and chris was talking about that and chris was joking about it and i told chris i said chris the number one, the first line of his bio said, don't fucking follow me. Like, it's in his bio. And a lot of people follow you off of other shit you talk about or the other, the other stuff you, you uh, put out there. And then one day you do this shit, they'll be like, oh, I didn't realize you was an asshole. It's like, nigga, don't you read the bio? Yes, it was funny, too, because people were like, you know, don't tell me how to grieve. Don't tell anybody how to grieve. Don't tell somebody how to grieve about this famous white dude who died at 40 and had a life that was one of the top five in American history. But don't tell me how to grieve for this dude that I feel like I personally knew and don't own any of his Blu-rays. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> I won't tell you how to grieve. And I didn't. But motherfuckers sure were telling me when I could and could not make these jokes, though. Exactly. Like, just unfollow me. I don't give a fuck. Dog. Yo, he was the 2003 Best Male Actor for the Teen Choice Awards. That motherfucker hasn't really done shit else except be a pretty face for women. Yeah. So if I can make it, a joke, I can make a joke. It's also quite ironic that motherfuckers are like, this is too soon to be talking about these jokes about him dying. Anyway, he was my official hashtag white boo, and he was so fine. I'm like, that ain't creepy, you morbid motherfucker talking about fucking a corpse. Right. You are just as creepy as me. You didn't know this nigga either. At least I'm being funny about it. Them niggas have <laughs> not been following me when I was, when Michael Jackson uh, died. Because like, you can ask Chris. Like I went on a fucking roll about his death. I remember that, they man. They couldn't stop me from making jokes. Yeah, they and that's it's funny too. Because like I I had somebody call me a sociopath last night. It's like I watched it three years. I watched him turn into a sociopath, and I had I, to I just saw that tweet too. And I was just like, <laughs> and coming from him, I was just like, dude, really? Yeah, I had to go Google's the definition for sociopath and just send him a link like really dog you think i kill people without remorse right right I, <laughs> I have no shame ever that's that's what you that's what you believe all right um but yeah so we're gonna get off these jokes though um <laughs> so i was like uh if this news is true taylor kish gotta be co- putting in a call to his agent because uh you know taylor had it down year two years ago man mm-hmm. and he ain't really recovered <laughs> but as far as a handsome white dude that can barely act and be a pretty face dog he could slide right into paul walker's spot man like maybe right in some he's paul walker's little brother that they didn't know about and now he's helping them like i watched both of those fucking movies like john carter was crap and i finally watched battleship i was like man yeah dog, liam neeson really came in this one to catch a paycheck in between take, the, uh, <laughs> take it one and take it two yes he did like, yes talk about this movie. dog no. that his year that year and then he was in that other film that was that got terrible reviews uh the savages the savages 
and and, and the thing about that movie is it got terrible reviews and people were like wow he just had a terrible year but if if people remember like that was actually um the director for that film was actually um scorsese no the dude who did wall street the dude who did wall street um oliver stone it was oliver stone how do you turn that down that's was not Oliver Stone. Yes, that's not oh, Kid. Oh, okay, okay. That's not Kitchen's fault. Who wouldn't take that, that I role? Turn that down even. Yeah. Knocked on my door. It's like, yo, I got a movie here. You want to be in it? Uh, you'll be the secondary main character. I was like, I've never acted before in my life. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Let's you know, before the year started, he was like, mm, getting this Disney money. I'm working with uh, Michael Bay hey. production, mm-hmm. and now I'm about to get that Oliver Stone bump. Well, he was dancing. And by the end of 2013, he was like, I am done in Hollywood. Done. Nobody gonna take a chance on me. So this be a good way for him to get back in the game man yes um but so i was like yeah nobody on the planet hopes paul walker is dead more than taylor kitsch right now um and i said it's taking too long to confirm paul walker's death because his acting is already wooden and lifeless how can anybody tell the difference i was about to say they're still trying to figure out if he's dead or not come the fuck on that that nigga's roasted already so uh it did take a long time for them to confirm that shit though um don't matter if paul walker's dead he'll just return in the sequel yeah, he will. Yeah. Somebody's like, I hope he's alive so I can laugh at this later. And I said, laugh. The sequel is a hologram. Yeah. Like they did it with Tupac. They did it. Mm-hmm. It's been done before. Um, but, uh, yeah, somebody's like, I hope he's not, I hope he's alive so I can laugh later. I was like, you might as well laugh now. It's not going to affect shit. Like, people yeah. was acting like Paul Walker's ghost is going to show up to me and be like, apologize for the tweets. <laughs> like, come on, you man. You bastard. Like, this shit does not affect anything and, Matter of fact, I'll say it in a second when I finish these jokes. Paul Walker has been dead to me since I paid for a ticket to Takers. I agree. That was, uh, uh, yes. Ah! Anybody who paid for a ticket to that, um, I paid for a ticket for that too. And I, like, my girlfriend at the time loved the movie. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, this relationship's not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. That was a terrible movie. That was a fucking horror. It's like, but we got to see Idris Elba's dick print. I'm a heterosexual man, woman. <laughs> so so there's no reason for me to watch this movie now. Uh, Paul Walker's acting so bad, only his corpse can accurately, accurately portray him in his biopic. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, this is when everybody was in my time, like, this is wrong. You shouldn't be, you going to hell. And I said, we should all be so lucky to die in a Porsche. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot imagine. I owned it. Come on. Like, y'all motherfuckers are being so sympathetic. This dude won at life. Yes, he did. Went out in the prime of everything. Probably died instantaneously. Oh man, it was nah. You can't do that. Relax. And I, I got, I got a lot of good jokes on this from my Facebook feed because I posted, I posted yeah. one, um, one joint on my status, and that just, I just love my fucking friends on Facebook because they did not give a fuck. They went on with it and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I think I put, um, I was like, well, I guess he went a little too fast. Someone posted the, uh, <laughs> the, uh the CIS or whatever picture that yeah. is, shit of the guy putting on the glasses. Yeah, Horatio. Yeah, um, yeah, like everyone just went on to it. Yeah, uh, it was like somebody told me I needed to relax on my jokes. Another person said, "This you're better than this," and I said, "Nigga, no, I'm not. I've never been better than this." When Osama died, I remember all these people being like, "Roger shouldn't be gloating. Isn't a death tragic?" Everybody want to get so philosophical about this shit. He dead. Ain't nothing. Yeah. Niggas act like if there is Twitter in heaven where they can read these jokes, then it's not really heaven. No, it's right. not. I like, forgot who said um, Mike Tomlin. They need a gift of Mike Tomlin jumping out of the way of the speeding car and shit. I was like, yo, I want to see that. Yeah, they said Anthony Jeselnik's gonna do it. Yeah, that was hilarious. 
um yeah all these people were in my mentions laughing at that kid that was blind playing football but now it's too late guys i cannot can't <laughs> do this can't do this guys it's too bad um so uh yeah and people got you know pretty upset uh with me and then i started seeing all the you can't tell somebody how to grieve i was like i didn't but y'all can't tell me doesn't that work both ways i clear do how how do they know you're not grieving right now you could be crying on the inside making these jokes Mm -hmm. like they can't tell what you're doing on the other side of that keyboard i had tears streaming down my face as i made these jokes i believe it man i believe it uh like one dude said bruh never too soon huh and i said for what how long do i need to wait are the jokes less cold-hearted in six months or i mean it's still the same joke right yeah, it right. is and somebody said let the unfunny people make paul walker jokes you're better than this i said no i'm not I'm not better than Actually, this the best the best one i saw yesterday my homeboy put letty died and they brought it back two movies later fast and furious nine could see a paul walker return Mm-hmm. it can happen mm-hmm. true this could be a big ma- magic trick um and i said you guys are feeling so sorry for paul walker but what about the tree killed by an asshole speeding in a porsche oh no sympathy for the tree huh Okay, nope. I see. And they were like, Paul Walker wasn't driving. They were like, Paul Walker wasn't driving. I said, I didn't say he was driving. I said an asshole was driving, speeding in a Porsche and killed a tree. So they was they were mad. Some people was laughing. Um, Gotta but, let them uh, be mad though. I mean, come on, God. you know, if you can't just joke about something, like let people be who they are. I mean, right. And this isn't even like, you know, he's this, like, he's not like a presidential type person. He's not some big time Oscar winner. No, he's a fucking Teen Choice Award nominee and winner. That's all he is. He always and he was Fast and Furious. And he was fine. Let's be honest about it. These yeah, ladies you know, don't give a cute. fuck. If this nigga was ugly and he died, when Jet Jackson died, I don't remember my timeline blowing up at all. Oh, no. And who is that? Right. Exactly. exactly. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, they was like, mm-hmm, whatever. But this nigga died and he was a white boo and he was fine and motherfuckers had to act sympathetic and shit and I get it because it's the same, it's like the opposite side of the coin of my jokes. You can also use a lot of like sympathy to like make yourself the story. Like Paul Walker was my white boo and I loved him. Gone too soon. Retweet, 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 retweet. Like there's just the same amount of shit. Yes, it is. But it's like now you're pretending like you know this dude. You don't fucking know Paul Walker. I'm not saying, and I didn't come in anyone's timeline and tell them you can't be sad about this white man you dying. Sure for I was like, you, you can do whatever you want to, but leave me the fuck out of it. Either man, that you make a great point. Yeah, it's your fucking timeline. You can say whatever the hell you want. He stole at least forty five dollars from me over the years through movie tickets. I will have my day. <laughs> I'll be honest. I never. I, I'm not a fan of the, the. I think the Fast and Furious series is just an average series overall. Mm-hmm. I know you guys like pump it up as all the car porn and everything else, but it's just like whatever. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. This nigga died. It was cool. And, and the sad part about it is that Roger had to tell me. Roger was like the dude in Fast and Furious died. I was like, which one? Yeah, I said Paul Walker died. <laughs> Who? The dude from Fast and Furious. Which one? The white dude. Huh? White? Which white dude? Which white dude? Okay, remember in the remember in yes. Fast and Furious Six, right? Remember when he went to prison because he had to go find out some bullshit, but it didn't really matter to the plot because he never found out. Then he got in a fight and he came back. Oh, that one? Yeah, yeah. His wife was pregnant. Okay, it's like all right, cool. <laughs> and also, shout out to the people that are like, I'm not saying that Paul Walker could read these tweets. I know he's dead, but he had friends and family. They don't follow me on Twitter. And if someone dies and the first thing you do is go to Twitter in the middle of your grief, like my daddy's dead. Let me go check Twitter 
and see what they, what's trending about them. Something's wrong with you, man. It's, it's fine. Like, those people grieve on their own way. Like, you know, I had I had people pass away in my family. When that happens, I don't even go on Twitter. I'm like, yo, keep this shit internal. I don't even have to tell anyone. So it's whatever. Like, don't sit up here and, like, try to tell Rod what to do or tell me what to do because, you know, we want to have some fun with something. So yeah. Your choice to follow us if you want to block us after that. Because I've had a ton of people block me over. Like, people I've been cool with, like, you know, big time tweet, Twitter, Twitter people I've been cool with who follow me, I follow them. They've unfollowed me because of like this kind of bullshit. I'm just yeah. like, well, whatever, man. I'm that, here to have fun and make jokes. That Paul Walker, crazy. Paul Walker could have been a birther for all you know. Nobody knows. Could have donated a million dollars to Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Nobody Nobody fucking knows, knows, dog. Y'all only care because he was fine. That's it. That was like, like it was people that didn't even know he did anything good. (laughs) Like until he died. Like they was like, oh, did you know he had a charity? It's like, you only know that because he died. You googled it. You didn't give a fuck. Like stop. You know that because he was leaving his charity when he died. Yeah. Stop trying to act like you so much better than everybody else, man. Everybody ain't shit. Yeah, I be letting y'all cook on these people food pictures and I don't say shit. I, I know like, I do. I'm like, this is fucked up. Y'all doing it again. And I've moved the fuck on. Oh, oh, no, oh, shit. not the bad food pictures. I'm, not, I'm talking about the pretty good no, food No, I'm pictures. talking about I've seen people roast somebody's food pictures. I've been like, oh, no, oh, I don't well, do that, that seems, bullshit. That seems fucked up, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Have your fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, look at this fat bitch in this bikini. Oh, I guess niggas gonna do that. Yeah, I, and I just let y'all on. be. Yeah, I let can't, y'all be. Can't spend all day policing Twitter, dog. Oh, you drive yourself nuts. Follow, unfollow, hashtag, mute, all that shit, man. I, if you guys knew how many of y'all I have muted, you'd be, uh, amazed. Yeah, you would. <laughs> so many people like, yo, I fucks with him. He follow me. Not really. Not really. I, um, I, I really can't see what you're tweeting. Yeah, I'm like, nah, this nigga is too wild. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm muted on some people's shit. It's just social media. Calm down um let's talk about some other stuff that happened guys uh did you guys know that there was a pastor that accused the president of the united states of assassinating that woman killed in the capitol you guys remember uh miriam carey 34 the young dental hygienist who was gunned down october 3rd after trying to ram through a white house security barrier mm-hmm. well uh this uh reverend james david manning of the Atla World Missionary Church says that uh, Obama had her killed because she had given birth to their illegitimate daughter. That just sounds stupid as fuck. Mm-hmm. That just sounds really stupid as fuck. I'm sorry. Like, yo, she was, she had mental issues and she's trying, well, for one, I don't even think they really knew she had mental issues before, but no, she's trying to like drive a car through the White House gate or some shit. Who knows what she has in her car? She could have had a bomb. She could have had anything. Like, uh, just what happened, she had her baby with her. But, dog, like, what What do you expect the president to do? What do you expect Secret Service to do? Like, oh, let's just wait. This white woman, this black woman might not be a threat. But, no, you know what? It's, uh, the, it's the life of the president. They got to shoot first, ask questions later. Well, that's her fault. Well, what does he think he was doing? Was the president in the middle of fucking Michelle go, oh, no, that's my other bitch. Let me shoot her now. I don't understand this. Honestly, well, I don't even think the president knew what had happened until after the, the lady was shot. Because he got shit to do. Yeah, also, this is kind of racist against black women because it, it, it puts her in the role of driving this car into the White House like it's a man's job with the baby in the, <laughs> with the, baby in the back seat. Like, you're going to take care of this kid. Line between, between love and hate. Right. <laughs> this your kid, Barry. You ain't going to take care. What about your kid? Like, he's the president. Okay. I don't think that's how it went down. Mm-mm. 
um and also she was trying to drive through barricades and rode drove over like a couple of police, police officers. officers like i just don't think well, that you can't do that at the white house right like 1978 or 65 or when you could just walk, casually walk up to the white house and shit now this pre this preacher is a black dude of course and um he's also a birther so if that puts any perspective Ooh, what's, on it what's the bad what's that birther a people, minority of a minority right there people that want to see the president's birth certificate karen uh oh they got their own phrase yeah birthers yeah, yeah. yeah and they a, a lot of them yeah a lot of them even after they saw the birth certificate wanted the long form birth certificate because nothing will ever be good enough for them what do you get after you get the long front from do you i think they want to see too? i think they want to see a videotape of his father impregnating his mother uh or something i don't know they, they gotta literally see uh, baby Obama coming out of his mother's vagina in the Hawaiian hospital mm-hmm. and then see the doctor sign his name, Barry Obama, and then have the mother's signature and everything else right then and there. And you know what? They probably still won't believe it. Like, you know what? They, they photoshopped this. This is all digital. Yep. That's all digital. We're going to live in the age of the digital world. That's digital. But, uh, yeah, man. So that's just, um, that's just interesting. Um, and stupid. Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. Speaking of Black Friday. Mm-hmm. A Romeoville police officer shot a man and another officer was injured Thursday night while trying to stop three Joliet men accused of shoplifting at a coal store in the southwest suburb. Wow, they could have had that shit. Police received a call from the store secu- security about shoplifters at 10, 10 p.m. Thursday. According to a statement from Romeo police, two officers arrived on the scene, confronted 51-year-old Robert L. Russell Jr., who was trying to flee the store. The officers chased Russell, who jumped into a passenger seat of a Pontiac Sunfire. The official car of shoplifters everywhere. I guess so. Uh, buy one for Christmas or shoplifted. One of the officers <laughs> caught up on <laughs> caught up to the car on foot because of the Pontiac Sunfire. <laughs> on foot? How fast was this bitch going? He, he got the 1988 version of this car? Hey, maybe it was Action Jackson. Yeah, uh, you say Grand Theft Auto, Ken? They get caught by a cop in Grand Theft Auto or right. something. They just run up and pull you out the car and just start shooting your ass. Right. Hey, maybe it was um, Action Jackson. Remember he was on foot running through, running around, chasing that taxi? Uh, yeah, that's one of the best scenes ever. Uh, that nigga chased down a taxi on foot. I was like, this is the most impossible white man shit ever. Uh, do, do, do you think he followed him with the uh, buggy, you know, the cart that they be having and then got so close, but like, fuck it, I go fast by foot. Mm, maybe. That's what it was. He was he was riding a horse and then he jumped off. And the buggy. He uh, closed the car door on the <laughs> officer's arm. The officer's arm was still stuck in the car door when <gasps> the driver pulled away, dragging the officer. Oh, shit. His backup officer ordered the driver to stop, but the car kept moving. The backup officer fired three or four shots into the car, hitting the driver in the left arm. The officer who was dragged suffered a non-life-threatening shoulder injury and was taken to Adventist Bolingbrook Hospital. Uh, the driver, 52-year-old Charles Hinch, uh, I guess he was a hench man. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> he was, uh, he was taken to the same hospital with one gunshot wound later translated to transferred to Loyola University Medical Center. Russell and hench. Yo, go ahead. Officer arm was closed in the car. In the car and they were dragging him. shut the car door and someone's arm is still stuck in there? I'm oh. like, that doesn't sound physically possible. Right. That, something breaking off. That's what I'm saying. And it was like life-threatening shoulder injury. Yeah. And like, damn, at what point man, does a cop just hurts. go, hey man, just please let me go. Like, I don't even care. 
just please let me go dog i like you can get away just don't yeah. drag me any further it, it, it's it's okay the customers can pay the extra five percent that, that that is going to go up for you stealing this shit it's all right a third man was apprehended in, inside the store gerald chamberlain uh he was arrested in connection with the incident chamberlain and russell were booked in county jail at 9 45 a.m friday um chamberlain was being held on suspicion of felony theft uh will county sheriff's uh will county state attorney spokesman charles pelkey said friday afternoon that charges were being reviewed and russell likely would be charged with aggravated battery to a police officer formal charges will be filed for preliminary hearings at bell on saturday um so yeah man this black friday man this is crazy um that's serious that cold didn't it mm-hmm Black Friday, motherfucker. Black Friday be like, I'm going to steal this shit, nigga. <laughs> um, did you guys know? Hey, Kev, when's your birthday, man? What month? Uh, May. I am May. a Taurus. Okay. My birthday's in September. I was right. born in April. Half of women risk unwanted pregnancy at Christmas. 51% forget their pill, need emergency contraceptives, uh, or have an unplanned pregnancy because of alcohol. Around Christmas? Yeah, and I know I was born in September. Because cause a, lot, a lot of times, because, you know, people uh, are partying, they're having a good time, they're going to all these social functions, you know, companies are having parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was funny because somebody read this article and they said, that's wrong. One in six is not 51%. Uh, and I didn't even make the joke about women in math or any of that. Uh, <laughs> but you have to read the whole article. article. Or even the first four lines under the first headline. Because right. it adds up to 51%. It's not one thing. It's a bunch of shit happens at Christmas and people forget their pills for different reasons. And that adds up to 51% of people missing a pill around Christmas time. Which is a high number. It's very scary. You know, yes, honestly. it is. So, fellas, if you're with a lady at Christmas, I say wait a couple days. All right. And 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 ladies, <laughs> please remember to 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 take them pills. Yeah, yeah. Wait till wait till uh wait till the day after New Year's. Fuck through that hangover. Pills in the morning and shit, so you don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna have some, all the dudes that listen to Blackout tips are gonna be like uh on Christmas, like Merry Christmas, and here's a little package with just one of your pills in it, uh, just in case. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I'm what, what, what is that you say you take? Orthocytricline? I didn't find a generic kind, so I got the original for you. <laughs> right. I'm always thinking of us, baby. Us. Um, one in six women have forgotten to take a pill because they were drunk. One in seven have forgotten because they were distracted by the festivities. What is that? <laughs> Just everything going on. Eating, Ooh, pretty. Cooking. You see Christmas lights and you forget your fucking pills. Right. Yes. Because oh, women. Santa Claus. What was I shopping. Oh, oh, look at these shoes. Women, raccoons, and gerbils all <laughs> cannot <laughs> handle bright lights. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Same attention span there. Yeah. <laughs> was that Santa? You know what? I'll take this later. Um, well, let me go sit on Santa's lap. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't uh, need no birth control pills. I got them already. One oh, is <laughs> one in six have missed taking the pill for a few days. Because they struggled to see a doctor to get repeat prescriptions during the Christmas period. Now, I believe this. A lot of doctors take vacation during the holidays. Yes, they do. And if you, they won't even schedule an appointment around this time. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know if people know this, and I guess this is going to be new news, and this is why you guys listen to the Blackout Tips and make it past the Paul, Paul Walker jokes. Um, you can call your doctor 
and have them do a prescription over the phone. Yes, and they were sending straight. They were sending straight to your yeah. pharmacy too. Yeah. So don't ever let this be the reason that Jermaine is showing up in September. Now I'm happy that this is the reason I'm probably here, but just saying in general, like I would probably put a call in to yeah. the doctor and be I've, like, I've you done just that before. I'd be like, hey, this? you know. I would think though, like even with birth control pills, don't even have like the phone number on the bottom. It's just like, uh. When you are about, when you need a refill, dial this phone number and just, cause I don't know, like, I have Kaiser for my health insurance. Mm-hmm. I dial that phone number. It's like an automated system. It was like, yeah, come pick up your pills on Friday. Mm-hmm. No issues, no, like, yeah. you can't, can you do the same thing with birth control pills or no? I, I think it depends on the prescription though, cause like, some are like, this for three months or whatever, right? Yeah, and, 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 and sometimes, uh, it depends because, some doctors actually require that you actually come in for an annual mm-hmm. before they actually extend it. So a lot of doctors will g- like give you a year prescription, and then when it's time for your annual, you get like a whole nother year. Um, but a lot of times you can't call the doctor. Because a lot of times, whatever you're taking, you're probably going to continue to take that same time. The only exception to that would be if you, if you, get, if you get a shot. Right. You know, like if you get a shot, you need to take that. Or, shot or y- like that. Yes, and, 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 even, and even with the shot, you can actually, um, some women just don't like to shoot, just don't like to give themselves that shot because you, you stick yourself in the butt. But what you also can do is that a lot of times the pharmacy actually has to pee, has the shot. And if you can, you guys should stick yourself in the ass. A lot of women don't want to do that. They'd rather have a professional do that, which I completely understand. Um, but it's just one of those things where you, you need to stay on top of that shit. And I yeah. I wouldn't be able to stick a needle in my ass. I'm sorry. And I understand I, I can't that. Do it. <laughs> But yeah, that's why a lot of women, they, you can actually a lot of times pick it up from the pharmacy and take it to the doctor. Some doctors actually have it in their office, like it, like sitting in their office. It just depends. But yeah, if, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, it's one of them things where it's like, hey, turkey dressing in the baby or either, you know, turkey dressing and these new shoes. You, you choose. I just like this idea that women are like, I'm about to take my pill real quick. Hold up. Is that sense coming to clown? You know what, let me put these pills down and get to dancing for these festivities. <laughs> I'll come back to this later. And now I'm here. Now That's what happened. It was September twenty third. It was, it was I'm that here. quick. Um, they were distracted. Yeah. Uh here's a controversial article. Um a bus driver was was fired because he took a weapon from a kid. The fuck? I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what happened, guys. The trouble went down last week when new substitute school bus driver Dennis Kalawiski, 60, was driving kids home from Pleasant Valley Elementary School in Parma. Um, he couldn't be reached for comment, obviously, but he was heading to his first stop when it seemed as though the entire bus of students started to yell that a young boy had a knife in his possession. He says he then pulled over and told the boy, who was probably between the ages of 8 and 10 years old, that the bus wouldn't move until he handed over his knife. After a few promptings from Kalizuski, the boy eventually brought his small pocket knife up to the driver, who then continued on his route. I feel I defused the situation and eliminated any danger, says Kalizuski. But but I guarantee you that the policy was to take that bus back to the school. Well, I'll, I'll read it in a second who says he believed the boy was showing off rather than threatening anyone. Later on during the route, when a parent called Kalazuski, why the bus was, uh, and asked why the bus was behind schedule, he explained what had happened. He asked that he, when he returned the bus to the garage, he looked for a supervisor to report the situation, but found that she had left for the day 
and he followed suit he then wrote a formal letter to his supervisor documenting what had took taken place um the next morning he was called into the school and told that he would not be driving for the district anymore uh as on a, as an on-call sub and not an employee he was not technically fired so he was just told not to come back to work uh, a letter sent home was sent home to the parents explaining that he failed to follow district protocol mm-hmm. uh they won't explain what the protocol entails and she says she can't comment on the further on it further but kalazowski uh tells the re- website that during his three months of training he was told in case of a student with a weapon to stop the bus tell the kids there was a mechanical problem and then call the police the kids see the damn knife huh you know what what karen I, this, the kids see the knife right how you gonna be like this is a mechanical problem i guess the mechanics of the i don't see, know i feel bad for this dude i feel like he was trying to give this student a way out without having to call the police officers over a little pocket knife yeah mm-hmm. but- and damn man that's fucked up yeah and and to an and and i guess to an extent i understand because it's just one of those things where as far as the school system is concerned they don't want no lawsuits you know they was like yes you diffused it but you didn't call the police you didn't report it it's not on file you know and you have children going home telling their parents what happened and parents are like what the fuck are you talking about they're contacting the school the school don't know what happened because yeah you wrote a formal letter but you know your supervisor was gone so a lot of a lot of times that's slow to get back to administration and it's just one of those things where the school is about protecting themselves fucking employee you know, that's sad, but it's like he didn't want to get the kid in trouble, but he ended up losing his job. It's funny, though, because he reported it anyway. So it's not like he didn't tell, kind of. You know, like it's not like this kid was just left on, uh, unharmed out here to hurt again. He solved the situation. The kids got home, you know, probably with a short delay, but not like a hour-long delay or some mm-hmm. shit that would happen if the police showed up. Which is what the school would have preferred for him to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, not to mention, you know, a lot of these people have problems with the police touching their kids in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. even when it's God, like... This, this is just so retarded. Yeah, when kids are like, this kid was... When people are like, this kid was bad, he broke a grown man's femur bone uh during school, and then people are like, and the police put handcuffs on that little precious poor snowflake? Yes, Why? The fuck he did. I'm like, y'all don't know what the fuck you want. You all think your kids are great. Your kids are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, this, I thought he really did the kid a favor. Yes, he uh, did. By just being like, give me the knife. I'm confiscating it. And it seems so common sense. It seems like something a 60 year old man would do. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't one of and the, the funny part is if this was, uh, if he had handled this all wrong, went over there and like knocked the kid out while somebody like mm-hmm. recorded it in the background and said world star, everybody on the internet would be like, yeah, this motherfucker needs a million dollars. He's the greatest dude ever. But he handled it in a way that I think grownups handle shit with kids all the, the time. time. Yes. Right, exactly. And motherfuckers are like, you gotta go. You fired. Mm-hmm. it's crazy because you because you didn't waste an extra hour out of your day sitting on the side of the road with a bunch of fucking children that are probably gonna be bored and unruly because they got to wait for the officer to get there yeah. Yeah. I guess if it was like a gun or maybe a real knife but dude had like a small pocket knife or something like that you know hey you know he saved this kid from being in a lot of trouble and you know he got he got rid of the um he handled the situation in a way that i thought was pretty damn good so uh, let this man let that man cook yeah. yeah, and doing this shit, I un- like, and I agree, but it's just one of them things when you deal with companies, they're like, fuck that, we don't want lawsuits. Uh, as everybody knows, Wu-Tang Clan is nothing to fuck with. At all. I think we all know this. Uh, it's been well documented. Uh, 
um one of wu-tang clans wu-tang clans well-known rap affiliates is facing an attempted murder charge following the shooting on staten island new york oh they really ain't nothing to fuck with gerald grant who goes by the name killer sin oh which i the first about his bonds nigga <laughs> i feel like uh the prosecutor should be able to present this as evidence by the way of course his name is like uh well what happened uh gerald grant your honor uh my the the defendant we plead not guilty uh he feels like he was not he's only being targeted he was uh not in there there's no evidence to connect him to the crime uh and then the judge is like okay uh and what would you like to say prosecutor uh the nigga's name is killer sin i rest my case <laughs> that's correct guilty yeah he was doing one of these seven sins so he ain't <laughs> Uh, I got the rope right here. He gained notoriety. It was that uh, your uncle Ruckus. That's good. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, gained notoriety as a member of the Wu affiliated group Killer Army, which released their, al- their debut album Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars in 1997, which I owned and thought was tremendous, very underrated. <laughs> oh, and, and, and you know what? Like you say, I can see them coming up. Look, look, Judge. All I have to say, everything is killer. Killer this, killer yeah. that. Killer record, killer album. Mm-hmm. You know what? He guilty. All they gotta do is play. Play some what music. happened with C Murder too. I'm like, uh, Your Honor, his name is C Murder. Huh, right. Rest my case. Yeah. <laughs> C Murder. He killed him. You see, you see the murder. Yeah, I, but uh, yeah, I do. Case close. Case close. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Case Johnson. I do wonder if um, sprinkle some coke on him just in case. Right. We just, might have to just prove something with this nigga. Uh, I do wonder. Let me see. Here's here's some uh, killer. First of all, Killer Army has a has three albums. Wow. Silent Weapons Require Wars, which I own. Dirty Weaponry, which I regret. And Killer Army's Greatest Hits, which is bullshit because they only got two albums. <laughs> oh, you can have a greatest hit off of two albums. Yeah, that's that, how you make that money. That doesn't seem to make sense. Uh, let's see if we can find a song from them. That uh, let's see, here's a song, Swinging Swords. See what you guys think about this. Your Honor, I submit uh, Exhibit A for the for the for the prosecution. I'm sorry, this music is no way in representation of what my client actually does. He makes music for the streets, Honor. He has never actually done any of this. He is a poser. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Does this sound like a poser to you, Your Honor? Professor, Liverpool cannon processor. Nat Turner was my militant ancestor. I captured your mind, put in isolation, control, control, automation. Victims became mechanical slaves again. Clearly, this man killed some people. Uh, Objection is overruled. Keep yeah, I'm song. I'm I, getting my jam on. <laughs> <laughs> the East Coast historian, as you oppose that nigger is still guilty, but I love yeah. the jam. Hey, I feel like also uh, you should get off if your if all your uh, metaphors keep saying lyrical this, because like that was a thing in the '90s where people would just be like lyrical ambusher, lyrical. <laughs> that was <something> <laughs> I lyrically take your brain and put it in a lyrical bar. I'm like what? You can't you lyrically no do that. Mm-mm. <laughs> but uh let's see since establishing himself as a rapper grant has served two prison sentences on weapons charges oh, that sounds about right well, it sounds like he had a lot of solid weapons for his quad wars 
um another's weapon charge followed the alleged november 16th shooting of darnell brown uh the local paper spoke to a law enforcement source who claimed that grant gave detectives an account of the shooting which took place on richmond road in staten island <laughs> he wanted i lyrically shot that nigga um as grant was did it in ah, too. yeah they thought he thought he was doing a freestyle and the cops just the cops had a tape recorder he's like oh yeah y'all want to y'all want me to record a mixtape done you're going to jail uh, now. it was lyrically raining that night it was literally it was literally <laughs> about 10 a.m gonna play a mixtape a freestyle mixtape in the court and like oh this is what he told us uh the night of the shooting your honor um, i mean i mean clearly he was literally this man is guilty he was lyrically yes, wearing a giant's jersey he lyrically tried to roll up on me as grant was returned to his park truck at the night of partying around 3 a.m he found a group of people standing around his vehicle what's up he allegedly asked got he got a response from someone presumably brown saying what the fuck's up with you the source recounted to the local paper. Sounds ah! like a nigga moment. I'm sorry. This sounds like a such a nigga, nigga moment. Right now. I feel like a white person would have been keeping like, it, "When keeping it real goes wrong and shit." Mm. A white person would have just been like, "Excuse me, can I get to my car?" And then everything would have been fine. Like, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, excuse me, can I get to my car? The fuck's up with you? I'm sorry. I'm white. Oh, I'm sorry. Then, I'm do you know this? My bad, white man. And the next thing you know, there's a shooting. At least that's what Grant told investigators. The next thing you know, they always do. The next thing you know, when they kill a nigga. Uh, next thing you know, one thing ran to another, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I'm killing people. You yeah. know how I'm shooting. That ass. Yeah. <laughs> Neither here nor there. I kind of shot some bullets at people. You know how, you know how it is, guys. All those stupid little niggas. Aside from the three of them killers said Always put out. Always killing each other. White man don't have to worry about doing a goddamn thing. <laughs> we just let them kill each other. Uh, White, white, black, black, white Jesus is so great for making these dumb Negroes do this. Uh, I tell you, Freeman. Aside from the three albums, Killer <laughs> Sin put out with Killer Army, the rapper has made notable appearances alongside a number of Wu Tang Clan members. He performed on Method Man's To Cow 2000 Judgment Day, as well as Ghostface Killer's Bulletproof Wallets in 2001, and the Man Bullet- with the Iron Fist movie soundtrack last year. Bulletproof Wallets. By the way, that tells you everything you need to know about the movie The Man with the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. They, I still haven't seen it yet. I think it's on, uh, I don't even know if it's still on HBO Go or I don't think I want to see that. Yeah, HBO Go Home and don't see that. Uh, Molly Cyrus is leading the race for two times 2013 Person of the Year. Uh, that makes sense. Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, was it the terrorist last year that won Person of the Year? I can't remember. I don't know. It was. I know one year they were just like, "It's you, America. You're the pick person of the year on yeah. the internet or something." I don't know. As of Wednesday, Cyrus has 28 percent of the vote for Person of the Year, who most influenced the news this year for better or worse. Narendra Modi, a Hindu nationalist, is currently serving second place with 13.7 percent. No I don't even know wins. what she did, but I feel like she should be in first place. Me too. It's like Hindu nationalist. I'm, I'm, yo, that just sounds a million times better than anything that Miley did. Well, you know, Time Magazine is nothing if not a slave to Twitter. So they're just letting Twitter and Facebook vote. Um, and they're going to pick Molly Cyrus. So good for her. I think she deserves it this year. Um, it's time for some games, y'all. Cool. It's time to play our favorite games here. We have Fucking With Black People. Oh, snap. Let's start off right. All right. So let's go. <laughs> We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right. It's time for fucking with black people. And this, I think I played this game. 
yeah well this this might be a first for kev it's been a while uh and this uh week's fucking with black people comes from a tv talk show where they had a white supremacist on there oh snap mm-hmm so uh let me see if i can play this for everybody um because i thought this was good oh wait where's my volume at this will help right Okay, Kay Leader, you know, you know, at the end of the skit, he finds out that he was actually black. Well, we're yeah, talking yeah, about skip. Paul Cobb has undergone. This is, uh, about, what's the name of her show? We're talking about, um, we're talking about, he's not even blind. Check this out. Trisha, Trisha Goddard is the name of the person who does his show. Um, and, uh, uh hey, this is not even in the United States, is it? Uh, I don't know where this is, Karen, to be okay. quite honest. Um, this dude's in the United States, so probably okay. they're speaking English. I don't know. Craig Paul Cobb has undergone DNA testing to determine genetic ancestry. She sounds British. She does sound British. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's un- Anyway, here we go. 86% European. <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> well, she's giving his DNA results, Karen. Oh. 86% oh. of his DNA is pure Aryan white European. So it's not 99.99? Oh, they must have let a black doctor do this goddamn test. Fuck that. (laughs) Get a white doctor in there and let him do the test the real way. Show that that man's a good old-fashioned American. 100%. (laughs) Burn that nigga. (laughs) Give it to him. Give it to him. 14% sub-Saharan African. Hold on. Yo, I don't even know who this black woman is that's on stage with him in the background wearing like the, she's wearing like the sister soldier get up from like 1992. But, uh, this is hilarious to her. She is cackling and it's making it so much better. Like she is just crack. She started cracking up soon. They said that 86%. She was like, hold up. Oh, I gotta get some more. I bet you they probably had them both on the stage together. They probably bought her on and bought him on. You know how they be like, you know, this is pro black and this is anti black. They always do this. Uh, like with that one joke where it's like, uh, uh, I have, uh, some, uh, a, a white supremacist, uh, leader of a hate group who, uh, believes that slavery was just the white man's job and he hates black people and now i'm gonna bring out some black people and they, <laughs> it's like yeah uh, of course this shit is gonna pop off this is one of the old tv show tropes um but let me let me i just want to hear this lady's laugh again y'all ain't it priceless 86 percent european and uh <laughs> she started laughing so early she was like i know where this is headed i do math that's not a hundred ain't that the truth and nobody's a pure race. I like that he's he's leaning forward, hoping that like she's gonna say, and fourteen percent hillbilly. So still white, <laughs> still white. You you win, sir. Well played. Fourteen percent sub-Saharan African. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. This so. This is called statistical noise. Sweetheart, you have a little nigga. Fourteen percent is not statistical noise. noise. <laughs> I can see if he's talking about like a couple, like point something of a percent, a couple, maybe even up to a couple percent. He was like, "Now nah, wait a minute, fourteen percent, dog. Don't that's be high. using no damn signs against me to tell me I ain't white when I look at my skin." 
They treat me like a white man, so I am pure white. My credit is good. They approve my bank loans. What is you Negroes talking about? You had this Fourteen percent is at least a great grandparent. At least, well, he try out. It's just statistical noise. Okay. Black in you. Listen, I'll tell you this: oil and water don't mix. So, hey, bro. Ah, uh, she tried to give him a pound. Say that again, Kev. You got. Yeah. He kicked off the board. They gonna have to take him off of the management uh, trainee program now. Well, yeah. I used to be Grand Wizard of the the Mighty Golden Knights of the Fourth Revolution, but we're gonna have to drop your, you know, you got to drop your status down a little bit here, boy. Now this is also black this is also the same dude that is trying to buy a town in North Dakota to turn into a white only town. This that damn dude. It's the same dude. So I think that factors oh. in here too. <laughs> he's not gonna be able to live there. Anymore. Yeah, he's like, well, I'll live on the outskirts of town. Why did he even agree to do this? Also- uh, they probably paid him, Karen. To be quite honest. Oh, okay. Probably was like his- running across on this line tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, his own his own town. Now hold up a damn minute, guys. You can only burn fourteen percent of a cross, okay? Yeah. <laughs> And get this yeah, shit off my lawn. Right. You can only burn up to here. I'm gonna mark off, I'm gonna mark off a line. You, you can only burn, burn up that to- right arm on the cross, <laughs> right. and that's about it. Come on now. <laughs> uh, so he tried it. She tried. Trisha Goddard goes in to give him a, a fist bump like a pound. And he's he like, no, no. Take that one. Come on now. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. I don't care what Mark Lamont Hill thinks about it, but I think that's hilarious. Uh, and here's why I'm giving it a high score. Cause no, and why it's fucking with black people, by the way. Cause people are like, isn't that fucking with him? No, it's fucking with us. I don't want this nigga to be black. I, I wanted that shit to say a hundred. I would have been perfectly happy letting this man be a hundred percent racist white dude than any part black. I don't want him to be affiliated with me in any way. Uh, in his fucking ignorance. But, um, so yeah, it's fucking with us. And because he's the white supremacist dude behind that town. Uh, I'm gonna have to give it a 75, cause, uh, it's, it's real good, you know, so, okay. 75, you. fucking with black people points. Um, let's play our other game, guys. You guys know what it is. It's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. I said now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from across the globe. And we ask our guest today, it's H2O Cab from the Sandy Check Podcast and to be determined podcast to play Guess the Race. H2O Cab, are you ready to guess some races? Oh, I sure am, Rod. I'm hoping I'm going to win that big prize today. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, I love when the guest is, sounds like the people on the TV. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite. Like, you gosh darn tooting. <laughs> like, I'm gonna win my wife a new car today, Bob. <laughs> uh, Beaverton, Oregon. A man is facing arson charges at the police say he started a fire in a hotel room and refused to come out. 
Beaverton police were called to Beaverton budget Inn on Southwest Canyon road. A person standing in a motel reported a fire in a neighboring room. The witness said a table inside the room was on fire and smoke was coming out of the room. The witness was into, was into the room and put out, went into the room and put out the fire. The police said the man who had been standing in the room, Christopher Cone, 67, was walking through the parking lot with no pants on at the time. Oh, my. <laughs> pants off, dance off. He returned, he returned to the room as the police, as the police arrived at the scene. Cone then refused to leave the room for an hour before he was finally taken into custody. He was charged with arson, criminal mischief, disorderly conduct, and reckless endangering. The motel was not evacuated and the damage from the fire was contained to the table in the room. Police said Cone has a history of mental illness and has lived in the Beaverton area for years. Guess the race, H2O Cav. Uh, I'm sorry, Ryan. You know, it's, uh, Beaverton really gave it. There's no black people that can live in a town called Beaverton, so I'm going to go with white. All right, let's check out the chat room and see what they believe the race is. <laughs> Dr. Selvig. Dr. Selvig from <laughs> Thor 2. <laughs> That's good, Chuck Spears. Whiter than all the crack a- crack ash on Lamar Odom's lips. Oh, white saltine cracker. Eighty six percent is occupation. <laughs> Pedo, one who prefers a cheese for when it's when in the hospital. Ivy. Oh, cheese IV. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> sorry. I went to Roman numeral college. Sorry. I said four two rides. Right, yeah, I was like Star Wars four. What's this got to do with anything? Wiggity tank. That's not a tank nut. I just read. Nigga, that's not a tank. The correct answer is, <laughs> the correct answer is, white. You guys all got it. <laughs> guys all got it. Good job, everybody. Um, let's check out the next one, guys. Um, um, a, an Arkansas waitress was left baffled after being fired for calling the cops on a mom who was boozing and breastfeeding at the same time. Oh, my. Jackie Connors, who works at the Gasano's Pizzeria on Conway in Conway, claims she was terminated after her boss became angry about how she taking matters into her own hands. She now she now is demanding answers from her former employers who, while claiming the incident had nothing to do with her dismissal or refusing to go public with their reason. Connors, who has children, said she felt compelled to call the cops on Wednesday after seeing Tasha Adams, 28, allegedly consuming drink after drink of alcohol while breastfeeding a seven-month-old girl. Wow. Me being a mom and just seeing something like that and seeing a baby that can't speak for itself, having a parent do something like that is just unacceptable. Adams was arrested and charged with endangering the welfare of a minor. But two days later, Connor claimed that she was that she was dismissed for calling police. She still is waiting to hear exactly what for Adam's daughter had been released to had been released to family members. So guess the race of both parties, the waitress and the person who was actually uh, arrested in this case. Since I've actually seen this kind of situation in a bar without the police coming in, I want to say the breastfeeding mom was white and, uh, Oh, by the, by the way, they're both the same race. I don't want to throw you off. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, man, that's stuffy. They're both the same race. I'm still going to go with white here. I'm still okay. going to go with white because those are the only people I've ever seen bring babies into a bar and act like it's nothing. So I'm going with white. All right. Um, let's see. Mother of Sarah and grandmother of John Impossible White Women and Moon Cricket. Oh. Tasha is black. The waitress Impossible White Woman, Sarah Connor's sister. 
Uh, they're both the same race, y'all. One of Tiger Woods <laughs> jump off from five years ago. White waitress and Tasha's black. Uh, blacker than Paul Walker at the God damn. After he got burned to a crisp in that accident. Oh, <laughs> that's Leonard Brothers, man. Uh, <laughs> already planning to rip out her daughter's edges with tight braids. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is why I love y'all, man. Baby was on that white Russian white. Oh, <laughs> white I like Russian. That one. I like that one. Black, um, entitled. One <laughs> 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 who smells a puppy breath when they get wet. Oh, blacker than a stripper in Grand Theft Auto Five strip club. White privilege, same race, both black. I take that back. Sharks, Shark, fam. Uh, for both. So a lot of people guessed black. Kev guessed white. Kev got it right. White is right. I've just seen white people bringing babies in the cars and I've been out and I'm just like, why the fuck would you do that? But I'm already drunk, so I was like, I, I really can't talk, so. Yeah. And, uh, some people guessed black. It- and, and Kev, I gotta agree with you. White folks do. They like a lot of times. Even me and Roger be looking like, "Words, you gonna bring your?" Ch-? Especially when you could smoke in the bars here in North Carolina. We're going. You really bought your child in this smoky ass bar with these drunk folks, and then look at them sideways when they cuss because they teen fumble. I don't even see black women breastfeed in public that often. We like, don't. That go. That goes back to that shaming thing. We yeah. Don't. Like I wonder if that's because they just like I can't be pulling my titties out. People mm-hmm. judge me or. Yep. I think they do it mm-hmm. on the cover of time. Black women, no, they wait till they get home. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things. I mean, I'm not going to shame you for pulling your titties out in any situation, ladies. Oh, hell no. Feel free. I'll you come down to our house and you want to breastfeed right there in front of everybody, it's fine. But the baby's full and, um, you know, you got extra to spare. I mean, I'll, I'll grab a nipple. I, uh, I won't take any of your breast milk. Uh, I, I heard just want the nipple. I heard it's not good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but I will definitely look at you pull your titties out. I don't give a fuck. I just be like, isn't that good? The circle of life. Like the original container. Yeah. Shout out to the dudes that um be like, it's just the circle of life being completed. Meanwhile, they're going. I've honestly them. never had breast milk before outside of when I was a baby. I don't yeah. really don't want to. Play. I'm joking around, people. I don't want to actually taste breast milk back in the Oh well, that's the title for the show. Kevin loves breast milk. I'm sorry. Um, All right then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you sure Kevin loves breast milk? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just uh, walked into that one. A uh, 20-year-old Floridian who goes by the moniker The Pot Princess of Twitter, Ka- Kalia Mendoza is her name, tweeted, too drunk to care before allegedly causing a deadly car accident that killed two women in the other car. <gasps> mm-hmm. Open. She tweeted what? Too drunk to care before hopping in the car and causing a car accident that killed two other women. I bet you her, but she cares now. A lot. Gary Catrion, Catronio, what? Neo? Catronio? Oh, Gary Catronio, father of one of the deceased, was concerned when his daughter missed her 2 a.m. curfew without communicating with him. The crash occurred at 1.45 a.m. Using the phone tracking app linked to her phone, Catronio saw that his daughter was stopped on the expressway at 2.11 a.m. Shortly thereafter, he and the other family members drove to the deadly scene, which was already surrounded by police. Kayla Mendoza, who caused the crash, tweeted these messages the day of the accident. Her Twitter account uses a different spelling of her name. Uh, it says, uh, too drunk, too care. And can't deal with people who ha- don't have their shit together. Irony. 
Um, Jesus. Yeah. Damn, man. Also, oh, Florida. Aww. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family is claiming that their daughter's Twitter was hacked prior to the crash. Mm-mm. Nigga. <laughs> she tweeted that shit. No, you didn't. Thus, it may, it must, most, if not all of her 5,000 tweets were planted. We can't say who was hacking her account, but if I knew her password, I would shut it down, said Lewis Mack. That must be what the lawyer told them. That didn't even make sense. And of course, she's in stable condition, so she'll be fine. Oh no, she tweeted that. It sounds like somebody that does does that shit that's proud of just being ratchet and outlandish. She tweeted that shit and wrecked and killed them people and they go, Well, we don't want we don't want this to come in evidence in court in the court case for a lawsuit. That's what that boy said. No, No, she's she's in stable condition, she's fine. Who the fuck hacked somebody with five thousand followers? Come on now. That's a real person. Yeah, ain't no hacking that shit. Yeah, and it's still up there, by the way. Too drunk to catch. She don't know she can delete tweets. Wow. Yeah, can't deal with uh, people who don't have their shit together. Uh, aren't you too a little too old to be broke? So she seems like a real catch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, man, guess the, the race, race of Kyla Kyla Mendoza. This is a little tricky. That last name is kind of giving, but this, you know, she's also named Kyla. Yeah, and so, it is K-A-Y-L-A, Kayla. Kayla? Yeah, Kayla Mendoza. Right. She has to be, like, when you look at, um, when you look at, like, those, uh, like, the back of the end of the, um, uh, job application, they're like, uh, what race are you? She's probably one of the ones who, um, who, uh, clicks white, but of Hispanic descent. Okay, alright, let's check the chat. I feel like you're trying to hedge your bet, but okay. Um, I hate I my- I like it's white, yeah, okay. So, alright, it's, it's fine, I'm gonna- Count that as Hispanic, by the way. Just letting you know. Okay, no, no, Hispanic. I'm going with Hispanic. I hate my gums because they black, says Ashley Classy. Oh, my. Sponge Black says that, that stays moist. Oh. Says they pretty smart. Spoiled white girl who is famous enough to have her account hacked. <laughs> Surprised that they weren't more people in the car. Letty from Fast and Furious series. Oh. You ain't famous enough that for a hack. Senorita says a documentation. <laughs> <laughs> you people are so hilariously wrong. So racist. <laughs> Could use the back hydration to put out the car flames. Oh, one who sells oranges eats Goya products and has a fish tank for a back. Fish tank for a back. Oh, <laughs> slip and slide down each other's backs for quesadillas. Oh, someone who has YOLO in Spanish as a tramp stamp. She's a Sir Mix-a-Lot and Paul Walker's cousin. The correct answer is, is Hispanic. You was right, Kevin. Oh. Kev got it right again. Yeah. Some some people yeah, guess. Ain't gonna let their last name be Mendoza. Yeah, obviously. Unless they're married into the family. And a lot of you got it wrong. So. And I like your products. Shout out to the person that guessed black though. That was a good, I like the way that you guessed that because I know you guessed it because her first name was Kayla. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's not a bad guess. Don't, Mm-mm. don't, don't put your head down. Uh, let's do the bonus round, man. Gotta get out of here soon. Here we go. Wait, that's not it. Here we go. Double the points, double the raise, double the points, double the raise. That's right, it's time for the bonus round where everything is worth double the points and double the race. 
H2O Kev, you are three for three so far. Are you nervous about the bonus round? Hell no, nigga. All right. We're going to do this shit black. <laughs> Let's go straight to our bonus round here. Congratulations. The $10 lottery ticket you bought in our convenience store is worth a thousand dollars. Here's your money. Should Uh-oh. you, should you be suspicious? Yes. If you're a customer at the Pen- Peninsula Deli and Grocery in Hempstead, New York, the answer may be yes. The store's owner and his son, a clerk, were arraigned Saturday on grand larceny charges accused of trying to cheat an unnamed lottery winner whose ticket actually was worth a thousand times more what they gave him. <gasps> Their attorney said the real culprit was a mal- malfunctioning lottery machine. Oh, wait. Yeah, malfunctioning lottery machine. Uh in either case, the winner was smart to question his apparent good luck. How big was he? Was the winner? Police said an unnamed victim who does not speak English believed he had a winning scratch-off ticket and handed it to a clerk, Kareem Jaghab, 26. Oh, this motherfucker's a terrorist. To, to scan into the New York lottery computer and confirm his winnings. The New York lottery payouts of less than $600 can be paid immediately to, cl- to by store clerks. Yes. Now South County uh police said in a statement but the jack but the jahab but jahab told the victim his ticket was worth a thousand and gave him that amount of cash in exchange for the ticket you have to get a a check from your uh state capital the scratch out ticket was actually worth a million (gasps) dollars oh the victim returned to the store friday to question jahab according to police the victims told jahab then uh said jahab then told him i will pay you ten thousand dollars as long as you don't involve the police Store owner Nabib Jaghab, 57, also told the victim the ticket was worth $10,000. The victim told police who found the ticket was worth a million dollars to the winner. Uh, the defendants are accused of planning to cash the ticket at a lottery office. Their attorney, Matthew Fleischer, said in court that store's lottery machine at the store was not working properly. The W, <laughs> he's trying to be like, nah, it but- wasn't that we tried to steal from this dude. It wasn't working properly, so he gave him a thousand dollars and then offered to give him eleven. That's against the law. Yeah, See, that, this already sounds suspect because he won it off a of scratch off. So what the fuck does a lottery machine have to do with that shit? But, okay. All right. Well, guess the race, Cal. Oh no, he's a terrorist. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe the race of uh, the Jaghabs are. The it is Kareem Jaghab and Nabil Jaghab. Let's see what they believe. Uh, convenience store owner in Long Island, first name Al, last name Cater. <laughs> <That's laughs> I like that. <laughs> Allah says Rude Box, right? Aww. Bearded Towelhead, store owner Aww. Dusty Sand Monkey. Oh my. A hookah smoking terrorist runs into, <laughs> runs into the crowd to dap up a member after finding out that he isn't the father black. Aww. <laughs> owner of the Quickie Mart. One who needs the funds to send their kids to flight schools for the terrorist activities. Oh. Quickie Mart and someone who escaped from the house in Zero Dark Thirty, apparently. Oh. <laughs> you guys do not get to get these out right enough. Like, we don't have enough stories of, uh, of people that are Middle Eastern descent. Sand nigger and one who owns a sword and an RPG. The correct answer is. He's Middle Eastern. You guys are right. Someone did guess black, though. It's like all the most the entirety of 
a Middle Eastern person, so okay. Say that again, Kev. Say every one of those, um, every one of those uh, guesses all encompass a Middle Eastern purpose person. So great yeah. job, guys. Great job. Good job, everybody. Um, last guess the race story. Uh, a Lakeville woman is being charged with assaulting her husband's girlfriend with a baseball bat. Her husband's girlfriend. Um, with an open wine bottle at her side, a woman under the influence of pills and jealousy r- repeatedly rammed a car. Pills and jealousy. Mm-hmm. Repeatedly. This, do you know what? She forgot to take them birth control pills. <laughs> that jealousy just, just, she forgot. Uh, repeatedly rammed a car driven by her husband's lover during a confrontation on a major Dakota County thoroughfare. Is there really any such thing as a major Dakota County thoroughfare? Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Then got out and hit her rival in the head with full out swings of an aluminum baseball bat. Oh, snap. Beatrice, Beatrice Angela Fernandez, 37 of Lakeville, was charged Monday. Monday, guys. In district court with two counts of second degree assault, Fernandez remains, uh, in jail in lieu of $150,000 bond. The injured woman suffered a skull fracture to the side of her head and scrapes to her knees, feet, and hip, according to the charging document, which did not name the victim. Uh, according to the criminal complaint, a woman told police she was driving on County Road 42 with her boyfriend in the vehicle when Fernandez ran into her several times. The woman briefly pulled over. After the man got out the car, Fernandez kept hitting the woman's vehicle as it moved along and eventually forced it to come to a stop. Both drivers got out of their vehicles. The Fernandez started striking the woman in the head two or three times with the bat with full out swings while the victim was on the ground. The complaint read the man told police that he is Fernandez's husband and that he left his wife about six weeks ago to live with a friend in Farmington. The man added that Fernandez found out about his relationship with the other woman and vowed to fuck them up. No, not fuck them up. Well, vow is achieved. Yeah. Shit. yeah that's why you shouldn't be tweeting about all this i got my new boo and i'm over you and all this the motherfuckers be reading that shit like okay get my aluminum back police caught up with fernandez in her vehicle at the intersection of county road 42 and an officer saw an open wine bottle on the passenger floor and numerous pill bottles in the vehicle fernandez told police she had taken numerous sleeping and pain pills guess the race did you ever say that uh what state this was or minnesota this is in minnesota white all right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Um, let me slow up, scroll up. Did you already ask, Karen? Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it at? Oh, there we go. Okay, I see it now. Yes, I did. Sammy Sosa cousin. <laughs> oh. One who cleans banks after hours. Oh, shit, that's new. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> Eggshell, roadside fruit representative, Latino woman. They all know how to swing that bat. Atlanta Ocean sw- Atlantic Ocean swimmer and wrapped into a greater land from cheese from Cesar Chavez. The correct answer is Latino. Kev missed it. Uh oh. See, see, my reasoning behind that was like Minnesota is like one of the most racist states. There aren't a whole lot of people of color there, and then the name, the only thing, that, yeah, Fernandez, whatever. But Beatrix kind of threw me off. So the N's in the Z is probably Latino. Is all I'm saying. Uh, and all the people that got it. All right, let's get out of here. But first, we have to talk about a very serious issue that we always talk, discuss on the show. Sword ratchetness, people. 
a man is accused of attacking his brother with a samurai sword and now he's on the run think about that people your brother we just came through the holidays a lot of you guys saw your family for the first time in a long time when you saw him did you want to just stab him with your samurai sword or did you want to give him a hug oh that's serious right there oregon state police are asking for the public's help in finding preston sweeney 23 osp dispatch received a call of a stabbing uh in grants pass early area early this morning osp troopers and detectives responded to the scene According to investigators, Sweeney got into a fight with his brother, Nathaniel Sweeney, 21, inside of a motorhome. Another relative, Christian Bernison, 18, was also there. The fight turned physical between the siblings. Preston Sweeney cut his brother's side and left arm with a samurai sword. Oh, shit. Bernison also received a minor cut to his hand while trying to intervene. Paramedics told Nathaniel Sweeney to, they took him to the hospital for treatment. He is expected to recover. Preston Sweeney was last seen running away from the motorhome and should be considered dangerous. He is wanted in on a felony drug-related warrant out of California and a misdemeanor warrant out of Curry County, Oregon, for failure to appear on an original charge of intimidation. The suspect is described as 5'9", 155 pounds with dreamy hazel eyes and a scar <laughs> on his chin. He has tattoos on his chest, right calf, and shoulder. When he no left the scene, he was... huh? Was he sexy while he was ringing a sword the way you describing it? When he left the scene, he had a shaved head with a mohawk strip and was wearing blue jeans with white rear pocket stitching and no shirt. The, he probably frozen in the woods somewhere. Ah! Yes, he is. But uh, the photograph released to the media shows his eyes crossed, but according to the, the <laughs> sheriff's office, he does not have crossed eyes. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, sword ratching this man. We got brothers killing brothers. Okay, it's sad to hear that, man. Um, let's uh, get out of here, man. Uh, this has been another episode of the Blackout Tips Podcast. Fun, man. Fun. Thanks, man. We appreciate yes, you. Yes, we always uh, love having you on, sweetie. Make sure y'all listen to Kev over at the Insanity Check Podcast, uh, the To Be Determined Podcast, uh, TBD. Um, Actually, um, no, just go to movietrailerreviews.net, talk movies with us, like us on Facebook, guys. That's, that's honestly... No, if you guys do that much, you only got to listen to the podcast. Just like us on Facebook and check everything out. I'm cool with that. Man. All right, there you go, man. Go to Movie Trailer Reviews. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, also, don't forget Shadow Doll Productions. Uh, if you check them out, um, go to shadowdollproductions.com slash F-A-C-O-M, uh, which stands for Final Archive Commentary. Um, and it's basically uh, us doing uh, a Mystery Science 3000 mm-hmm. on uh, on on Dexter's uh, old film. So I think you guys would enjoy it. It's very funny. Yes, it is. Um, you know, click the links, man. Go there, buy some stuff, man. It helps us out. It keeps them sponsoring us. Uh, definitely want to make sure that they continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, don't forget, tweaked audio. Put in the code TBGWT. Get 33% off. Free shipping lifetime guarantee um it's definitely worth it for some headphones you guys probably listen to headphones a lot if yes, you listen you to do. podcast and uh you definitely want some quality earbuds that will not uh break on you and if they do you get a free replacement right away like what's bad about that nothing, nothing. um all right guys we'll be back tomorrow at nine where our guest will be uh boff basal from uh the hot five starter podcast so we'll see you guys uh then until then i love you i love you too baby Mwah.